This is Sports Radio 560 QAM. Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. Okay. Talk to Neil. Call 5670560 toll free for Dave and Broward or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Sixty WQM. Happy Thursday to you. Did you uh, crank the overhead down for some particular reason or what? No, it's okay. I can crank it up. I'll crank it. Anyway, uh, good news. We got the casino ships back again. Oh! What want anything to do with cruise ships with casinos on ships? I've told you that for years. It's a it's a rip off. It's a waste of time. But but good old Gus, he got him back out there again last night. And thank God for good old Gus. He ain't gonna take no crap from nobody. Okay, the Sun Cruise was back out there again, and they're fleecing the money. And more power to him. Okay. I mean, if the uh, people in the state, if the people up there in Tallahassee are too repressive and too Neanderthal and too Stone Age to let us have real casinos on land, then people that want to lose their money, they got a right to do it. Great article by Fred Grimm in the Herald this morning. Nice going, Fred. Oh! Casinos get a free ride. One of the few times that you'll ever read a column in uh, either newspaper in this town and learn something. What a concept. You Actually, I learned something this morning. So anyway, going back to the bust of the uh, cruise ships a couple of nights ago. One investigator said he was playing poker aboard the Sun Cruise 6 while it was still docked in Hollywood. Boy! And it was claimed that the Monte Carlo, which sails out of Pompano Beach, cheated gamblers running blackjack games with decks lacking crucial face cards. Bill Thompson was not surprised at the cheating charges. Thompson, who teaches courses in public regulation of gaming and has written five books on the gambling industry, said it was a given that without regulation is going to be cheating at some level. There you go, without regulation, because the state of Florida, at least we're consistent, we can't regulate anything. Oh! He says you don't have any regulation in Florida. 
He said Florida is simply home to the largest unregulated gambling industry in the nation. Only South Carolina, which has 30,000 unregulated slot machines, rivals Florida in paucity of oversight. Nevada spends $30 million a year keeping casinos in line. New Jersey spends twice that much. Florida spends, take a guess, how much do we spend? Zero, the big oh. nothing, zilch, zippity-doo-dah. In Nevada, for example, casino workers must receive a license from the local sheriff after a criminal background check. Not in Florida. So they're having raids. They're staging these things for the media, for public consumption. Bobby Butterworth and Ken Jenny to show us all that they're doing for us. But in the meantime, it, it, it's asked backward because there's no regulation. So what difference does it make? They're inviting these people to rip you off. And, and if people want to go and get ripped off, I think they've got a right to go and get ripped off. If you want to play the lottery, be my guest. Lottery is one of the great rip-offs in history, but I'm all for the lottery. I think if you want to go and lose your money, just like having gone to Vegas and lost plenty of money last week, I, did I have a good time? Uh -huh. You bet. And that's with all the regulation they got out there. Vegas isn't like it used to be years ago when the guys with the twisted noses and the striped suits were out there. Now there's heavy-duty regulation. They got guys overhead, unbeknownst to you. They're watching every, every time you pick your nose. Or God forbid, if you pick your rectum, they're like alarm bells that go off. That's right, especially if a seed pops out. I mean, they're watching everything that goes on. That's the kind of real heavy-duty regulation and oversight. Although I will say this, I better not say it. Well, do I want to say that there may have been miners gambling at all the casinos that I was in? Do I want to say that? No. I better not say. It. Well, I'm telling you, unless I'm a bad judge of age, huh? And when you're an old, horny fag like I am, you better be a real good judge of age because, you know, this country, they get real nervous. You ought to check ID before you touch anybody. And uh, I don't know. I, I saw a lot of people that looked like uh, 18 and 19 sitting at slot machines uh, having a good time. And the legal gambling age in Vegas is 21 last time I checked. Do we believe that there are any, uh, huh? Do you think there's any kids gambling out there in Vegas? No. But at least they make an attempt. That's the point. They make an attempt to have some regulation and at least protect the public. Uh, for example, it says uh, in Vegas, uh, slot machines are routinely checked to ensure that the return is at least 85%. You see the signs out there that say 97% return, 98%, but it, they have to return at least 85%. Overall, casino gamblers in Nevada lose an average of 3% to the house. And, uh, of course, uh, here it's like uh, who knows how much they're paying back, 5%, 20% on these cruise ships. But people are so thirsty and so desperate for some action that they go down there to the port, either up there in uh, wherever, Pompano or wherever, and they hop on these ships and they go three miles outside the uh, in international waters, whatever the hell they call it, and uh, they plunge their brains out. Anybody we know ever really win a lot of money on any of those? No. Not, not anybody that I know. Maybe somebody in the audience has won a lot of money on a cruise ship. I mean, there's always got to be one to make it look good. Anybody ever win $27 million like the lady in Vegas did in a, a palace station a couple of weeks ago? No. On a, on a cruise ship? I doubt it. But nevertheless, I mean, you know, pass some laws, get some teeth into it, do some regulating. It's just like the thing with not inspecting automobiles. That's why you got all those little brown coops out there, all those beat-up old brown Corollas. Because we have no inspection. I've been talking about this for years, and it's a, that's why you got all these people with no insurance, especially in Dade County. God forbid that somebody should hit you because the odds are, forget about whether you might get killed or not. In fact, maybe you're better off getting killed because if you survive it and then try to collect it, well, we got no insurance. What was the percent they were estimating a couple of years ago? Like 60%, 70% of the people in Dade County are driving with no insurance? At least half. Yeah, at least half. Like I said, 60-70%. And the banana boat people, do hardly any of them have any insurance? No. Probably not. 
How the hell can they afford insurance when the best thing they can do is afford a little beat-up old brown Corolla with bald tires, no brakes, no headlights, no taillights? You know, it's a great thing when you're driving in South Florida at night and you see somebody driving with no lights on and you assume, you know, it's like early in the evening and just getting gotten dark and you assume that it's an oversight on their part. They just forgot to turn it on and you flash your, you blink your lights at them in hopes that maybe the asshole might turn their lights on and then you realize as they go by there's no taillights, uh, they're, they're stopping, there's no brake lights, there's no, ta- there's no lights, they just don't have any lights. Huh? So it's not that they're doing it because they want to, you know, break the law. They just don't happen to have any lights. How can you turn your lights on when you don't have any goddamn lights? Can you do it? No. Of course not. So what are you knocking those bastards for? They're driving according to the Florida philosophy, and that is we cannot regulate anything. When it comes to, uh, like, drug testing at the racetracks, when it comes to all kinds of good stuff, can we uh, get the job done? No. Are we, like, protecting the public? No. So there you go. So what the hell are they uh, putting on this media circus and show for everybody? to try to show us what great, uh, you know, Bob Butter. See, that that's the deal. People like Bob Butterworth, we've got too many of them in this state. Goody two-shoes, he's going to protect us. And those people don't want to be protected, the people on the cruise ships. They'd like to be protected from sinking, you know, and drowning, stuff like that, or trying to erase hurricanes out into the Caribbean. I'm sure they probably want to be protected from that. Or maybe if a fire breaks out on board, they might like to be protected from that. But other than that, I mean, you have to be a moron not to know that you're getting ripped off. If you want to gamble in a place where there's very little handle going on, what's the chance you're going to win anything? It's just common sense that the odds are stacked heavily against you. And they still don't care. They still want to go out there and have their good time. And I guarantee you that anybody who was on those ships a couple of nights ago, they're probably pissed off. They're fired up and pissed off right now because somebody took away their good time. Even if they were getting ripped off, they'd rather get ripped off and lose and still have a good time than have Bob Butterworth and Ken Jenny come out there and put on a big show. So nice going, Fred Grimm. Good article. In the Herald this morning, like I said, I learned something. Just like when I come in here every day, I learn a lot. Nine minutes after 10 at 560 WQAM. Next. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Stiff bandage. I f***ed him. Oh! Boys, I'm wretched. Both my cheeks are stretching. Ruined my underwear.
See, I guess because uh, we have two bathrooms in my house, so I have like the exclusive use of my toilet, so that even when I have screaming diarrhea, that I don't have to worry about splattering like on the underside of the uh, seat. No, but seriously, people that have like several people sharing a uh, toilet in the same house, right, like George, must be very uh, embarrassing and humiliating, and maybe they even like scrub the bottom of the, uh, oh, Gene, I don't clean toilets, I'm sorry. Well, no, if everybody gets screaming diarrhea every now and then, and it splatters, and like it, uh, you know, oh, gee, look at the bottom of that seat. When you lift the lid up, the, uh, the lid, yeah. But at any rate, moving away from that as rapidly as we possibly can. I don't want to start picking on you postal carriers again, especially during this holiday time of the season, but, uh, you know, many of you suck. I mean, the Postal Service just gets worse and worse, and there's not a damn thing we can do about it because we certainly, there's really no competition, at least not for, like, ordinary pedestrian letters. And I'm looking at, for example, I was bitching over the last couple of days that I haven't got the check from Whammy from last week, much less this week. It's probably not them. I got one letter from, uh, let's see, it was from Lubac Rochetti, where I bought my 99 Corvette. And they sent me out a letter with the new registration and the tag and everything on November the 11th. Guess when it showed up? Two days ago. And it had schmutz on it. You know, like it was dirty and it was like a little moist. and Like uh, it had been dropped on the floor and messed around with and uh, whatever. Maybe, maybe they stuck it in the, Maybe they used it to clean the bottom of a toilet seat. I have no idea what the letter carriers did with that one. And now, I'm, now so since that episode, I'm starting to look at the date. I'm not talking about mail that's forwarded. I still get some of that to my box. But most of it is like got the right address on it. I had one that I got yesterday that took like uh, uh, eight days. From in-state, eight days from the day that it was postmarked till the day that it showed up in my box. And this is only the 3rd of December. What's going what's gonna to happen as we get closer to Christmas? That's always the excuse. Well, it's the holidays now, you know, that volume of mail. I mean, what are they doing over there? What in God's name are you letter carriers doing with our goddamn mail? Huh? I, I, I don't know. We have, they all listen. Every goddamn one of them listens to this show. And I'm sure that some of you like, I'll tell you the one great mail guy, Rick, my old mailman there in my neighborhood, every day I drive home 2.40 like clockwork. I pass him, he waves at me. I, he, you can could, you could set your life on it. Not at 5.30 in the afternoon, not at 6 o'clock, not at midnight, not at 4 o'clock in the morning, 2.30 in the afternoon. He's in the, unfortunately, doesn't deliver on my street anymore. But nevertheless, uh, you know, there he is. So the people that are lucky enough to live on the blocks where this uh, Rick delivers, they get their mail like at a reasonable time every day, like when uh, it's still light outside. Nice going, Rick. Oh! Okay in my book. But these other goyim out there, they just can't get the job done. I don't want to start here bellyaching, okay? That would be bad. That would be a first on this show. Although I do want to say one other thing, speaking of bellyaching, and then we'll get to the important stuff. The uh, fly on a plane... And you're sitting like in, well, behind somebody else. Unless you're sitting in the bulkhead, you're sitting behind somebody else. The reclining seats on aircraft. There are some assholes who are not, they're not consider, concerned about the fact that there might be somebody sitting behind them, like there probably are. Like if they're sitting in row two in first class and you're sitting in row three, or whatever row that happens to be. And you just finally get up. You're not, they haven't even turned off the seatbelt sign yet because for whatever reason in America, they leave the seatbelt sign on very long. In Europe, you just barely get up in the air and fling it, air goes off and you run around the plane and do whatever you want. But in America, they leave that seatbelt sign on very long. You would think that most people, ordinary people, would wait at least till they turn the seatbelt sign before they recline all the way back in your lap. See, I don't know about you, but when I'm on a trip for like three, four hours, whatever it might be, I don't want some asshole in front of me in my lap. Do you? And then, of course, the be and I'm talking about not just reclining a couple of notches back. I'm talking about they, they like we're coming back from uh, Vegas for the uh, for a Dallas to a Fort Lauderdale leg on Sunday. 
And these assholes in first class sitting in front of us, we're in row two, they're in row one, and we just barely get up in the air, and plank, here they come back, like practically as far as those things will push. And they're oblivious. They don't care if you're, they're in your lap or not. And then, of course, the best part of that deal is when it comes time for a meal, and you reach into the arm, I mean, in a plane, you've got one of two things. You've either got the, the little tray on the back of the seat in front of you, which lowers down, or you've got, in most cases, on bigger planes, you've got, you reach into the arm and you swing that thing up. Well, guess what? If the seat in front of you is pushed all the way back in your puss, it's one hell of a time to even swing that thing out. And the tray, too. You're having a hell of a time pulling it out. And the tray, too. That's right. And you, and you try to, like, somehow squeeze it in there, and especially when you've got a big, fat puppet like I do. And you have to sit back as far in the seat as possible and then, like, kind of shove. Don't you just want to take your knee and jam it into that seat and watch them just pop forward and hit their head on the bulkhead, you know, hoping that their seatbelt ain't buckled and that they just go flying into the bulkhead as, hey, don't do it again, asshole, that kind of thing? Have you ever had that? Why do people do that? Why can't there be a look? I never do that. Not that I'm so much better than anybody else. Maybe it's just that I travel a lot and I try to have a little bit of consideration. There's nothing more frustrating because most planes, you know, the whole thing is how many assholes can we squeeze on here and how much money can we get out of it? That's the way the airlines operate, not how much legroom can we give you. I mean, if you're going to spend six grand to fly to Europe or, uh, on British Air or something, yeah, they give you a ton of legroom. The asshole in front of you can push your seat back as far as he wants. You don't have to worry about it because he can't get anywhere near you. They give you ample room. You don't have to worry. Anybody ever fly in America worse like talking about going to Vegas? I mean, there, there isn't an extra tenth of an inch of space between you and a jackass in front of you when they put their seat back. I mean, they are right in your lap, and in most cases, you don't want those people in your lap. There might be a couple of people on the plane I want in my lap, but they're never the ones sitting in front of me that got their seat back all the way in front of my face. Why do they do that? Why are people so goddamn inconsiderate? I'll tell you the reason why. Just go out and drive here in South Florida. Wherever you are, get in your car and go about two blocks. And you'll discover that most people believe that they're the only people on the face of the earth, whether it's driving, whether it's on a plane, whether it's in line at the supermarket, whether it's anywhere. Most people, I don't care where they're from. In fact, to be honest with you, they're talking about Europeans. When it comes to boarding planes, they are probably the rudest people I've ever seen anywhere. As soon as they see a little activity, when it gets close to boarding time, as soon as they see a little bit of activity at the gate, at the counter there by the gate, they start pushing, and they start lining up, and they start shoving. And even if they're only boarding first class, and they're sitting in row 88, way to hell in the back in cargo, makes no difference. They're up there pushing and shoving. So all you idiots out there that are sitting like on your, play, on your ass, on the, don't shove the goddamn seat all the way back. What the hell is the point? What is this story? Do you want a goddamn recliner? How about bringing a cot on a goddamn plane, sticking it in the aisle, and just taking a nap? As opposed to shoving your seat in my face. Okay, I feel much better getting that out of my system. Saw the Panther game last night in its entirety, which we lost 2-1, to one, but nevertheless. I, and I, I watch these games, and then I hear people talking about them, and I read the articles that appear in the newspapers the next day, and read the quotes from the uh, so-called coaches. and so I, I don't know what they're talking about. I thought last night was a reasonably entertaining game. And no, it wasn't a bloodbath like the game here on Saturday against Buffalo, but uh, nevertheless, I thought that uh, were not for the fact that Hasek made several great saves, including a couple off Ray Whitney, uh, the Panthers could have won that game. I didn't see anything wrong with their performance last night. Was it one of the greatest of all time? No, but it was. Uh, they played well enough to win. And quite frankly, uh, losing only 2-1 to one in Buffalo against the guy that uh, gives up very few goals, what the hell was wrong with that? But I'll tell you what is wrong. Here are the stories in the paper this morning. Panthers cannot afford Pavel Bure. 
See, this is the new deal. Oh, we can't afford to fill in the blank. Zygmunt Palfi, Pavel Burry, anybody that wants a lot of money, we can't afford them. Oh, and speaking of a lot of money, that asshole that called me about baseball salaries yesterday, that jackass that spent 36 grand for a car so we could get a radio to listen to my show. They're signing guys. Todd Stottlemyre, he got $8 million a year. Robin Ventura, $8 million a year. These are not superstars. Robin Ventura ain't no superstar. He's a good player. He's a, he's a good, uh, solid player. Is he a superstar? No. $8 million a year. The baseball people, a plague on your house. I hope the ba you baseball people go out of business, man. I hope all you owners, I hope you lose your ass. I hope that the public finally says <clears throat> to you, okay? In fact, maybe the basketball thing will be great for that because people suddenly realize they can survive without all those big Schwarzers jamming a ball, uh, slam a jamma in the uh, bucket. Maybe now they realize they can get along without baseball, too. Somehow we could survive. Even Eddie Kaplan, I bet you somehow we, if we get him on those cruise ships, if we're not gambling his guts out, we could probably survive without baseball. Even Norma Kent might be able to survive, but I doubt it without baseball. But what a deal here is uh, general manager BM says, we can't afford, we don't have the money for, uh, we're, we're not interested. Because we don't have the money in our, we don't, can't pay that salary. We don't have no $8 million a year. We don't want to give up all those uh, great players they want, like Robbie and Eddie and uh, any of our younger guys. We don't want to do that and have a real legitimate superstar on this team and really excite the fans when they come out to see a performance. We like those coma games like that one nothing Boston lost a lot better. So, once again, it's the same old Wayne business again. They just don't want to loosen the first springs. They don't want to spend the money to put a quality product out there for you. And all the excuses and all the stories, it just goes on and on. But I, I still, I'll say, I, again, I didn't think that was a terrible performance last night. And with a little bit of luck and without Hashik's great saves, they would have won that game last night. So what the hell is everybody bellyaching about? You just, you can't get an on, honest uh, analysis of any of this stuff, uh, analyzation, because they don't understand what they're looking at, I guess. That must be the deal. These guys that are writing about this stuff, they haven't got any idea what they're watching. 1026 at 560 WQAM. If I'm going to suck on something, it's not going to be an oyster. So I was in bed naked with my wife playing cowboy, you, you know, when I get on top and make believe she's a horse. And I was spanking her and yelling and stuff. And, well, I got this electrical riding lawnmower in the garage, you know, and it's plugged into the clapper. And all of a sudden I go, giddy up, horsey. And the clapper turns on and the lawnmower crashes through the garage into the living room and rode over the dog and the cat. And I kept on spanking my wife to try to turn it off, but it kept on going. Good thing I bought the clapper with my Pretty Bank Visa card, because I called up the Pretty Bank guy. He runs over, hits my wife really hard. The clapper turns off, and then he cleans the dog and the cat off the carpet and the walls, puts a bandage on the bruise on my wife's butt, buys me a new cat and a dog, and a new clapper, man. It was cool. Not just Visa, Pretty Bank Visa. I hold silver away! Son of a bitch! 10.31 at 5.60 WQAM. So this morning I come in and George had found, where did you find these? On the floor somewhere? Maybe the same place that most of my mail is sitting. You should have seen that one letter I got, the one from Lou Pacron. That thing had been stepped on, peed on. I mean, God only knows what they had done, but it finally did show up in my box. Oh! It's gone, guys, over there at the postal orifice. Where did you find these Arbitron books? In the uh, back room over there on the floor. On the floor. In a pile of crap. In a, on the floor in a pile of crap. I'll tell you something, folks. Sometimes you find the most interesting stuff on the floor in a pile of crap. And it just so happens that we had two Arbitron books from a few years ago on the floor in a pile of crap. And here they are. 
Well, I have a bunch of these at home, but generally speaking, I uh, throw them out all the time. Summer of 1991 and fall of 1993. And so I thought I would look and peruse back in here to see how we're doing on this show now relative compared to back in those IOD days in the fall of 1993 and the summer of 1991. Wasn't that a movie with Gary Grimes, the summer of 91? Something like that. How's he doing, by the way? Anybody seen him lately? No. Since he tied that cowbell to his, um, he has never been the same again. So at any rate, I look back in here, and the amazing part, much to my astonishment and amazement, which I was very pleased about, is that when it comes to the living and breathing demographics, like, uh, you know, men 2554, persons 2554, uh, 18 to 34 even, we're doing better now than we were back then. How do you like that? Oh, nice going. Damn God. There you go. That's a miracle, especially on this station, but nevertheless. One of the things I did notice, by the way, is that overall, though, the station between, like, Ranieri and me and Rick and Suds, back in those days, IOD was really kicking ass. So it's very easy to sit back and knock uh, Queer Channel or knock Paxson or anybody else and say, they were the ones that really destroyed WIOD. But I hate to break the news to you, especially since I know my good friends Bob and Shira are listening right now as I speak, and I wish them the happy holidays, etc. Happy Chinooka. But the fact is that uh, little Bobby Neal up there in those uh, Goyam up in Atlanta, they're the ones that destroyed WIOD. Oh! They really did. Because we had a pretty damn good thing going there. And if they would just to put their nose to the grindstone and got the sales department to really get with it instead of uh, pulling all those devious deals behind the scenes with the program director. You know what I'm talking about, George? You know, uh -huh. I think he does. But at any rate, if they, yeah, if they would have paid more attention to business and really started getting with it sooner, I think we might have still, uh, you know, held on and, and kept things intact. But nevertheless, so I'm, I'm looking at other things, though, and I'm looking like at the 12-plus numbers, which includes the entire universe, including people over the age of 100, and I'm seeing how much higher, I mean dramatically higher, the uh, numbers were. We, I, there were a couple of books I had like a 7-share between 10 and 3 in 12-plus. A 7-share in 12-plus. Do you have any idea what kind of a number that is? So I'm, I'm now I'm starting to look into the Arbitron books and kind of break down by demographics and see where it is that we've lost. Because obviously, if we're doing better in uh, younger demos, we must have had a lot more old people. Oy. That's right. And I'm talking that I've made up my mind since sitting here and perusing all of this stuff for about 20 minutes this morning. We want to make an overture because can you imagine if we could get back to like a seven share in 12 plus? Can you imagine? I mean, granted, in the intervening years, there's been more and more of an ethnicizing of the radio audience in this town as thousands and millions and billions more banana boat people come into this town who don't listen to no speaking English and don't you have no chance of getting them. But nevertheless, the fact is our old people, I mean, most of, most of, we don't have too many real old farts uh, floating up on shore, do we? No. We don't have a whole bunch of old people up there with walkers and all that other stuff. So we have to uh, extend the olive branch. We need to get out. What are you smirking about? We need to find out what happened to all our old listeners. And by old, I mean older than I am. That's right, because now that I'm getting real old and I'm getting real close to being a senior citizen in just a few years, if you're over 56, then you're old by my count. You're an old fart. And those are the people we need to uh, find out. What, what the, we need to hear from them today. Just I think you were right earlier when you said uh, they died. You think our audience all died? Is that what it might have been? Uh -huh. All our old people. How about my good old K? I'll guarantee you one thing. I'm going to say it again. The second week I'm on here in this town in uh, 1976, March of 76 on WKAT, on the cat. Or as Bob Allen used to say, we're that Jewish station. We don't want to be that Jewish station. But at any rate, oh, I'll never forget those days. Bob Allen, from uh, graduate of Notre Dame, who used to stand in the sales office there playing basketball with a little toy basket. It was, uh, it was great. Nice going, Bob. 
we're that Jewish station. We don't want to be the Jewish station. Well, at any rate, who the hell did we have but a bunch of old Jews over there on KAT? Was anybody else listening? No. That's all we had. So anyway, the second week I'm on here, and I've told you this a million times, but it just does me so good. It makes, it makes me feel great to think back to this. And some old, disgusting, decrepit, miserable fossil calls me and says, You're never going to make it in this town. You'll never last to the end of the year. You'll be gone. Isn't that interesting? Don't we keep we hear a lot of the same stuff now. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, after the end of the year, you'll be gone, right? Like that old uh, the lady from the Christian Coalition, who I'm sure is monitoring right now that uh, miserable bitch, who's probably licking her wounds that that gay rights thing passed in Dade County two days ago, and over the uh, November fifth election, and over the fact that the Republicans keep on and on, and they still can't find nothing. Just uh, searching in broom closets, under the bed, everywhere for something to nail bubble with, and they still can't do it. But at any rate, so this guy's telling me, the second week that I'm on the air, those real nice, old, miserable bastards that just took some sadistic pleasure in calling in and just ripping you an ass for no particular reason at all. You'll never make it, and they'll be gone by then. And he, this guy must have been at least 110. Now, that was 23 years ago, 22, yeah, 22 and a half years ago. And you know something? I would guarantee you that that guy right now is... Dead. Oh. All right. Let's hear it. All right. He is dead. He's the maggots. Don't even look at that uh, carcass anymore. That's how uh, eaten and worn and disgusting and rotted that thing is. That's right. Even the maggots and the faggots won't go anywhere near that thing. He's dead. He's pushing up. There. And guess what? I'm still here on the air. How do you like that, you disgusting old dead fart? I hope that you can hear me in that box. I hope that you're in there and you can hear my voice. Maybe they stuck a transistor radio inside there when they stuck his ass in the ground and just kept it blaring. And it automatically tunes whatever whatever time I'm on, whatever station I'm on, it's set to automatically be on with, uh, what's his name? Neil, God! That's right. Just so that I can haunt this guy forever and ever, for eternity. That's hell. This guy has gone to radio hell, and let's hear it. Oh. He's dead. You'll never last till the end of the year. Right. 23 years ago, and here I am. I'm still here, and I'm still going. Bah, 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 bah. And I got the living and breathing people out there, everybody in this town with an IQ larger than their goddamn thumbnail, and many with an IQ uh, smaller than uh, whatever are listening. Every goddamn one of them. But we need to reach out to the olive branch to the old people. Come on, let's hear it today. Come on, all you old farts who pretend, who lie. You don't want to go to hell because you lied a lot. You want to go to heaven and say and sit there for eternity telling God that he's great. Oh, God, you're good. That whole business, all that bull crap. That's what you want to do. It's more pleasant up there. So the only way to do that is for you to come out of the closet today, grab that phone and call us and admit that you're listening to the show and that you love. Oh, God. That's right. All the old farts. That, those are the people we want to hear from. The ones who are still alive are just barely hanging on. Maybe your last gasp, your last breath, you could call a show and say, Oi! And we'll record it for posterity. We'll even put it on the best of tapes for when George isn't here. Now, what's wrong with that? Come on, let's hear it. I want all these lines filled up here with old people today. 5670560 and pound 560 on a mobile one line. If you're old, if you're older than Methuselah, if you've been listening to this show for 100 years, now is your obligation, okay? That we're calling on you to get your ass on the phone and come out of the closet. We know you're there. I know you're there. 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. We need to goose up the other end of our demographic. Young people, we got them up the ass, okay, if I can say that. We got a zillion living and breathing people, thank God. But we got to make amends with the old people, no matter how much I may have disparaged them and said they're a bunch of disgusting, selfish, obnoxious, noisy, lousy farts. 
in spite of that. Look at that. Where are they? Where are they? Do you see any of them on the phone? No. I don't see them. That mobile invoker, that's probably a crank, but I don't see any like all these old people. Come on. That's the problem. We need to get them back. Maybe if we did a few shows on Social Security. Maybe if we had some nutritionists on, some doctors on the air. If we talked about the notch. Well, I'm telling you, it's hotter than a uh, witch's ass in here. I'll tell you that right now. It is just boiling hotter than a witch's ass. Right. Oh, man, you could fry eggs on this counter. During the break, I'll go uh, crank it way down. 20 before 11 at 560 WQM, your old fart station. We want to get the old demographics back. Come on, let's do it. Pizza Loft, they like you if you're young, you're old, in between, they don't care. Jeff Cohen will take your money, and no matter how what your age. In fact, you can go in there and gum the food. If you like, you'll still enjoy it. That's right. He doesn't care because he'll still give you great, delicious Italian food at affordable prices. Big, gigantic portion, three different kinds of pizza, including that extra spicy Fugazza pizza. And they got combination dinners with your favorite sauces. You pick out not only what you want to eat, but the sauces that they leave a lot of them, too. Chicken, veal, eggplant, stuffed shells, lasagna, manicotti combinations. They got calzone, super subs, chicken cacciatore, strombolis, traditional pasta favorites like tortellini, like the tortellini with cheese sauce, unbelievable. Ziti, spaghetti with meatballs or sausage. The menu is so big you'll have a tough time deciding, and the portions will be so big you'll have a tough time finishing at very reasonable prices all the time. They have express lunch specials. If you can't make it over to the loft, just phone or fax your order in. They'll have it ready in no time. Just call 954-916-8880. The great world-famous Pizza Loft in their brand-new location in the Pizza Loft Plaza. Where is that? I'm glad you asked. At 3514 South University Drive between Griffin and 595, right next door to Nova, right behind Pier 1 Imports. Tons and tons of free parking waiting for you, too. Pizza Loft, not the fastest, not the cheapest, just the best in the universe. You're a bastard. New kids on the block have been sweeping the country. And now comes Hallandale's answer to new kids on the block. It's Gerardo music with a message. Farts in the condo. I tell you, my wife's hair's just not. The decrepit recording artist sold parts in the condo with their new smash album, Friends and Animals. to the restaurant the other day, but we found out it cost a buck to valet. So we parked across the street, we walked across the road, and a truck hit my wife and it squashed her like a clothes. Old farts in the condo. Catch the tour. Buy the album before they expire. I told you once, I told you twice. No MSG on my fried life. They raised the price on polygraphs, so I'm sorry I can't leave a tip. First, there were new kids on the block. Now, old farts in the condo. I tell you, my wife's hair's just not old farts in the condo. Buy the album Friends and Animals and get your tickets for the farts live at any rickety bastard ticket outlet. Another coffin door presentation. 1046 at 560 WQM. Yeah, we gotta, uh, we gotta get a whole new generation of old people down here so that we can expand our demographic. If we're gonna compete with all those ethnic stations, by the way, I do have one other piece of very distressing news for you this morning. Go to my Publix last night out there by the sawgrass. Tyson seasoned beef strips, which I'm just jonesing. I'm dying for these. Perfect for the Atkins. Almost no carbs and delicious. I mean, fantastic. Does my Publix carry these? No. I look in the Tyson section, the frozen, they got Tyson chicken strips. Are they nearly as good as I discovered? No. No, they're not, because that's all I had. I took one box of those home. They're okay. Are they in the same league? First of all, they got a lot more carbs. They got three per serving instead of one. 
They're breaded. No, they're not. No, these are just, uh, no, just chicken strips chicken with strip. no breading. Yeah. Oh, no? No, no, no. But all I found was chicken. Breaded chicken, chicken strips, chicken uh, whatever goes with chicken uh, droppings, yeah. But did I find any seasoned beef strips there at my Publix? No. God, am I pissed off about that. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Mobile in Boca at a gas station. Had their car door open. They have their car door open, right. Okay, put them back on hold. They've only waited 22 minutes. Here's a Deerfield Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Okay. Two things. I've uh, got a little story. First off, I know you like Casey and the Sunshine Band. They're on VH1 tonight as far as an interview. Oh, I, I wouldn't watch that. No. He's going to tell everybody how much drugs he did. Yeah, well, he's 80 years old. We already know that. You know. <laughs> he's Carol's falling apart. Guy, but he's, uh, he's old in uh, yesterday's news. Hey, in, I fact, got... in fact, I'm surprised he hasn't called in. I'm asking for old farts. Why hasn't Harry Casey called in yet? <laughs> That's right. He was telling everybody he had such a heavy drug habit, and he's just totally uh, coming clean tonight on the VH1. Oh, I don't want to see that. All right, uh, listen to this. I have a great story. I work at a um, like a catering outfit, yeah, and they had a Jewish singles party. Boy, you never saw a biggest bigger bunch of losers in your whole life. It was hilarious. Yeah, and, and they're all they're all coming around the the buffet, and they're I noticed they're standing over one of the buffet trays, you know, the food, and they keep sampling it, and they keep coming back, and they're all talking around it, so I go up there, and I look at it, and it was like a, uh, like a sauerkraut-type cabbage dish, and they're like, boy, we never tasted anything like this, I don't know what's in it, and everything, I go back, and the, the chef is German, and he had put in all this minced ham, and also oh, the chef was a sauerkraut, yeah, so he, so he put in all this minced ham and bacon, and they're not used to eating that, so they, they just couldn't get over the flavor of it. That was beautiful. So they're all eating ham over there. Okay, whatever you say, pal. Okay, listen, I'll see you at the uh, big meeting this weekend. Okay, where are the old people, for Christ's sake? So we got one there on the board that uh, George says. Where are all you old farts? Don't tell me you're not there. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, you're going to burn in a hell. It's going to be hotter than hell down there, man. Nobody to crank up the air conditioning like we just did here. If you don't come clean, baby. 5670560. Oh, Pound 560 on the Mobile One line. We want to talk to a lot of old people today, a lot of veteran listeners of this show. We know you're out there. All you assholes in Hallandale and Sunrise and Surfside and Tamarack, we know you're there. Step forward now and stop playing this cat and mouse game with us, okay? Here's an old uh, fart lady in Hylia. Hello. Good morning. Yes. Yes, I am an old fart. And I was one of your first listeners on WKAT. Are you serious? I was born on the 6th of November right. in Rochester, New York. Oh, also in Rochester. Wow. Oh, all my, I have four sons. They're were, all uh, born in Rochester. Now, were any of them born at Strong Memorial Hospital? No. Oh. Genesee. Oh, well, that's close enough. I was in Strong Memorial once. Uh-huh. But Me too, I, of course. I... I joined your organization, G-A-S-T. Do you remember that? Right. Gays and Straits Together. Right. That right. lasted about five minutes. That was interesting. Uh, it lasted very short. Right. It was it was too short. That was the problem. They took a look uh -huh. at it. They said, it's too short. We don't want to join. I also wonder, what happened to Craig Worthen? Craig is uh, out on the uh, beach. He's not working right now because they screwed him over badly at uh, WYNZ or FTL, whatever it was, and he's out of work. Oh, yeah? Because I always liked Craig. Right. And I know he was a friend of yours. He's a great guy, but he's another victim of South Florida radio at the well, moment. I am an old fart. I'm a veteran of World War II. 
I belong to the Gold Coast Veterans, which is a women veterans organization. Right. I've been there once. But mm-hmm. they meet in Fort Lauderdale. And I'm down here amongst all the Cubans. Oh, yeah. Well, you didn't want to go to Fort Lauderdale. I've been there. I've been here since 58 yeah. in, in uh, Hialeah. Well, don't let them drive you out. you got to be the last they one. I haven't driven us off. on your front have, lawn and maybe delete it. I have three sons that normally live with me. Right. One's working in North Carolina in construction right now. Mm-hmm. But he'll be home. Okay. And we're all for you, right. and we're not all dead. Okay. God bless you, sweetheart. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Happy holidays, et cetera, and so on. We have an open line in Dade, one in Broward. See, we're going to make some progress here today. It won't be easy, but now that they hear the first one, some of the other ones will grudgingly come out of the closet. You'll see. You'll see. We'll get some people older than death here today. We may have some people calling from the other side. They're going to be so old. So maybe that guy will call I was talking about. You'll never make it to the end of the year. Oh, God. is it? I'm telling you, I get sexual excitement knowing that that guy is dead. I get goosebumps just knowing that that man, and probably has been dead for a very long time, too, by the way. We know where he is. Here's the mobile in Boca. Hello. Yeah, hi, Neil. How you doing today? Okay. Um, I, fl- I enjoyed your story about the airplanes because I was out of town on business yesterday, just flew in and out. And when I came home yesterday after having somebody laying in my lap, um, I got in my car to listen to the Panthers game. And I-, I can say I haven't listened to many Panthers games well, you're on the radio, and yeah. I now know why. And I, oh. think this- I think the sports writers probably listen to the game on radio versus watching it because you can't have a clue what's going no. on. No, now this, this, this guy just, all he does is mumble. He mumbles and bumbles. He tells you nothing. I mean, you would never know in a million years, if you never saw a hockey game and you listened on the radio on this station, you'd never know there was anything exciting or interesting going on because all he does is mumble. He just, he just, you hear sticks in the background. You hear right. checks. You hear That's crowd right. noise. And he's talking about bop, bop, And then all of a sudden he says, uh, the Mellonby line's going off. Well, I knew the Mellonby line was going on because he mentioned his name. Tell me... Who's coming on you? Like, right. Who gives a crap about who's going to go sit on the bench? Yeah. They are just garbage. The worst. The absolute Absolutely. worst. I've never they heard make, anything like it in my TV, life. They make the TV guys look like they know what the hell they're talking about. Well, Rimmer likes it a lot. Yeah, I'll bet he does. <laughs> okay, Thanks, pal. Neil. Have Take a great care. life. Bye. Okay. Well, we're down to one call now on the board. That's good. We had them all lit up there for a second, and then they all uh, vanished and went, ran away. Well, maybe some of them expired. That's, see, when you start looking for old people, that's the problem. You keep them out whole too long, and... Boy! Uh-oh, too late. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, have you ever flown Air France by any chance? No, I have not flown Air France. Okay. Um, I took a flight to uh, France by Air France from here from uh, Miami International Airport. Yes, sir. And um, I have a quick story if you have the time. I got a lot of time. I got uh, you know you and one other call. That's <laughs> it. They're not going to talk again. It's going to be like yesterday again. Yeah. Another begathon today. I can already smell it. <laughs> Well, as you know, uh, air, um, the flight to France was a pretty long um, flight. About eight and, and a half uh, hours? I'm sorry? About eight and a half? Kind of. We took nine, actually. Yeah. We took nine uh, nine hours to get there. Um, we had uh, a nice meal. They uh, they do serve a very good meal. Uh, very beautiful tourists. Very beautiful. Yeah. Uh, for... Um, uh, four hours after the flight, uh, I decided to get up and uh, use the restroom. And uh, one of the flight stewardess went in with me. No, no, actually... Uh, she went in with you? I'm sorry? What do you mean she went in with you? She went in with me, with me into the restroom. Uh, we were kind of eyeing each other for... Oh, yeah, here we go with another one. Okay, thanks for the great story. Okay. 
I had a feeling it was one of those with the uh, stories. Okay, datelines are wide open, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. All, all our people in this audience who fly, they also hallucinate a lot. They must be dropping acid on the plane because they also have these hallucinations like that guy that called a couple years ago, remember, was telling us about how he got a uh, job on a plane from some guy. And, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, he kept going. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And that was uh, during the phone call, not just on the plane. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, he had a lot of experience, I guess. And this guy, you know, I had a feeling the minute I heard this uh, uh, idiot, Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's the Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Chris Moore says, "Well, you got to put the puck in the net to score some goals." That's pretty profound. You got to get some offense to win the game. You got to stick it in there, right? He's got all these great things. He blows. But we knew that. Moron. Yeah. That's all. Okay. Thank you. There's a profound observation for you. That Chris Moore blows, as if we didn't already know that. The worst in the world. I, I don't want to talk about Chris Moore. It's uh, it's just pointless. The man is not going to get any better. He's an abortion. He's uh, hopeless. Incapable of getting the job done. I say, let's get Geldy on there. Oh! I'm serious. Let's get him on there. Let Christina Moore do the uh, pregame show or something, or whatever he's suited, or sit-down comedy. But certainly not do play-by-play -play of the world's most exciting sport and sit there and mumble and mumble and blah, 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 like that uh, 600th goal for Mark Messier, that famous call, deflected in. Uh, yeah, all right, great, nice call there, Chris. Rimmer is just praying they keep Chris Moore on forever because it makes Rimmer sound like uh, Joe Bowen by comparison. Nice going, Rim job. In fact, Rimmer last night, he really butched up. Boy, he was ripping the crap out of Sean Burke and some other. Nice going there, Rimmer. Ripping the hell out of him for blowing that lead in New York the night before. I think I butched Rimmer up a little bit. Oh! Maybe he's sucking around for another meal pretty soon. 10.56 at 5.60 WQL. Joe Zagaki sucks, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Creepy little Guido's talking to a wise guy fella. Said him went to bed with two girls at Bella Bishidella. Turns out it was your mother and your youngest sister Stella. Hey, Bafangula. Driving down the highway in my Ira with my honey. Well, I saw a school cop after the waffle owed me money. So I blew his tires with my Smith and Wesson gunny. Hey, Bafangula. Bafangula, Bafangula, Bafangula. La Casa Nostra is the only family for me. Bafangula, Bafangula, Bafangula. Like a poor Don Corleone and John Gardini. You will find the business very busy. Down in Vegas and as far as New York City. In New Jersey, it's not hard to find us. In fact, they don't really seem to mind us. Remember Jimmy Hopper, all the money that he spent? And the bastard never paid us back, we didn't see a cent. Now he's working for the Meadowlands, holding up some man. Hey, Bafangula. Bafangula, Bafangula, Bafangula. Bafangula, Bafangula, Bafangula. Bafangula, Bafangula, Bafangula. Hey, Bafangula. 1103 at 560 WQM. Hank will be at the Shoeless today, by the way, from 2 to 5. Then 5 to 6, it's the Jimmy Johnson Show with Hank. And then 6 o'clock, we got the Booster. 8 o'clock tonight, we got a real, real crappy Thursday night football game. It's the Eagles in uh, San Luis. Is that who it is? The Rams? Oh, God. Woo! You can smell it. Oh, speaking of, you can smell it from here. Speaking of airplane stories. So on that very same flight, by the way, coming from uh, Dallas to Fort Lauderdale on the way back from Vegas, so we're sitting there minding our own business. It's about, let's say, two-thirds of the way back from uh, on the flight. 
And all of a sudden, well, at first, uh, there's a kid about, I'd say, 10-year-old kid. He goes and uses the uh, turlet up there. And, and, and by the way, he was not sitting in first class. There's one of the few things that really just drives me nuts on a plane. Not too many, but that's one, is when somebody who's one of the peons from coach goes up there and uses the first class turlet. Now, on a good airline, the stewardess will say, I don't care if you do it on a cart back there in coach, but uh, you're not going to use our turlet up here in first class. But anyway, so this kid evidently had to go real bad, goes up there, and he uses the turlet. Now he goes out and he goes back to where he's sitting, okay? All of a sudden, a little while later, like about 30 seconds later, you start smelling this grotesque aroma in the air. And I look at John, he looks at me, and I'm looking around. I'm thinking, I'm assuming that this asshole in front of me, who's got a seat back in my face, by the way, is having a little gastric distress since we already ate that crappy Delta food. I'm assuming that just maybe he's having a little bit of a problem. But now, as time is going by, the aroma is getting just, I mean, unbelievable. You, you think that somebody dropped a load in the aisle. And John says, guess what? The kid didn't shut the door, because he can see he's sitting on the aisle. The kid didn't shut the door. And also must have not known what that little handle was there called a flush thing on a toilet, you know, which is a little bit different from the one at home, from the porcelain bus. But <laughs> I mean, it's not I mean, it was just, so John gets up and goes and closes the door. And all of a sudden, the aroma went away. What a concept, huh? Now, I, I can't imagine who the next person was that must have had to go in there <laughs> and use the facility, but oh, my God. Teach your little kids that are going to do a number on a plane that there's like a little uh, handle on there. They may have to look around depending on the plane, but there it's on there. And you press it, and it just sucks everything out of there like magic. And it really does. Those things are powerful, man. In fact, don't let your little kids. Uh, in fact, I'll tell you, I think I may take Tiny on the next flight. Huh? Can you imagine him falling in the bowl? Oh, Ew, God. Yeah, that's an idea. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Mobile in Hollywood. Yeah, hi, Neil. Yes, sir. This is, uh, I'm driving to Hollywood right now. Actually, I live in Miami. This is a circumcised Julio. Uh, first time caller, very long time listener. Yes. I even know who Wayne Cashman is and who, even who he played with. Yeah. That's another story. Well, we don't want to go back into that. Yeah. Now, just a quick and question. I still don't know who Brian Cashman is, and I don't want to know. No, neither do I. Uh, about uh, three weeks or so ago, you mentioned the possibility of Mike Ranieri coming to your station. Yeah, uh, he's, he's going to be doing mornings, I think, starting the first of the year, like on January 2nd, right after the holidays are over. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I was just wondering, and he had disappeared off the dial. Well, those were the good days, weren't they? Well, I'm sure you remember those days when we had Ranieri in the morning and I was doing middays, Rick and Suds in the afternoon, and we had yeah, Philippa. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty good follow-through, though right. I'm off Hank. Right. You know, it's a different thing altogether. But, well, that'll uh, be good, though. Ranieri in the morning, me in the midday, Hank in the afternoon. It'll be like a reunion, you know, like old times. That was it. I just was wondering where the heck Ranieri was. January 2. Okay, Neil, thanks. Okay, have a great day, pal. We have an open line in Dade 1 in Broward, 567 0560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in North Miami Beach. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, buddy? In fact, you know how Hank does his show out at uh, Shula's and the uh, Sporting Brews? I think Ranieri's going to be doing the show from Schloimi's most days of the week. Yes, sir. Let me ask you a question. Can you say what hotel you stayed at in Vegas? Do I what? Did you say what hotel? MGM. I always stay at the MGM. Oh, okay. You didn't try the new Bellagio? I went in there and I looked around. You don't have you don't have to stay in a, a casino. You can't stay in more than one casino at a time, I don't I, think. I know. But I checked the Bellagio out, and to me it was bitterly disappointing. I mean, it was, it's new, and the lake in front is uh, pretty impressive if you like watching water pish up in the air and listening to music. <laughs> but uh, it, it's generic. I, I just For all the fuss they made about the Bellagio, I thought it was going to be just unbelievable. you know. And uh, it's it's nothing special. It's just another uh, big casino. 
Okay, I have I have to vet something, and I think they're one of your sponsors. But I got to tell you, I went to. Uh, if you're gonna, to if, sir, if you're going to knock one of my sponsors, it's going to be a real shortened call. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, well yeah, like it, I said, yeah. Okay, we have an open line and date, 5670560. You know, see, you don't have to because if you want to call us off the air or write me a letter, you had a problem with a sponsor, I always do look into that. But as far as on the air, the answer is no. Of course not. 5670560, Palm 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil, how you doing? Okay. Listen, for the last uh, three years or so, all we heard was once we get a new arena, he's going to have a lot of money to spend. Yeah. He's going to go out and get all these free agents. No, no, wait, 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 they never said that. They yeah, never they told just, you well, that. I kept hearing for the last couple of years, anytime they who, had a who did you, manager, who did anybody, you anybody they said once the new arena's up. No, no, they did not. In fact, the last time that discussion took place with anybody from the organization was that very ugly morning when Bill Torrey was on, when Mr. Bowtie was on with a morning crew here, and right. they, uh, Joe Rose asked him about that, and he got all testy. Oh, well, we got a mortgage to pay, and we got blah, 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 and he gave him many excuses why they're not going to pay. Now, I will say this in all fairness. Their payroll is up $5 million this season from last year, because I saw in the hockey news. What does it take if, if they have a new arena, if the place is full? But you what, is it, what, what does it take? It's the Wayne Heisinger way. When you've got a man who's interested in selling the team, he doesn't care what kind of product he puts out there. He wants to squeeze as much money out of that arena as possible. I mean, exactly. when some, somebody exactly. else builds you a facility, builds you a facility, and lets you go in there and take out most of the profits, I mean, that's what you're going to do unless you really right. have a commitment to the community. And last year with the Marlins, you saw what kind of commitment he's got to the community. None. He, he, exactly. got, he got into this sports thing thinking he was going to make a fortune, he was going to be a hero, and then all of a sudden he discovered it wasn't quite so easy, and he discovered that the public turned on him like a rat because he had a crappy attitude and didn't care about the fans. And now he's, uh, you know, like a spoiled child. He's uh, running and wants to uh, squeeze whatever he can get out of it. They exactly. just, I mean, I mean for, for an organization to come out in the media and say, we're not interested in Pavel Bury because we just don't want to give up enough and we don't want to pay the money to sign him. I mean, uh, that's pathetic. So then what does it take to really get somebody just uh, like, you know, uh, like new ownership? Number, uh, new owner, that's right. New that's owner and new management, that's correct. Okay, let's, let's right, say thanks. a prayer. Okay, let's say a prayer for Baldy. Now that we got John Henry, got the Marlins deal straightened out, let's find somebody to buy the Panthers Ow! today, like right now, before midnight. Two open lines in Dade County, 56705. Are we hearing from any old farts? No. Heard from that one lady. That was it. That's all I've got left. That's all I have left is one nice old lady there in uh, Hialeah. And that's the only old fart i got left. No wonder. We do great in the younger demographics. The older demographics, we do just like that little kid did on the plane. It's a big, smelly mess is what we got with the older folks. And I can't imagine why I've always been so nice to them. I always talk about the great contribution they've made to South Florida, right? Haven't I always done that? About how I only wish and pray that I could grow up someday to be like our senior citizen and I could gum my food and squeeze my bag a lot in public. Publix. Ten minutes after 11 at 560 WQA. Get away from the ball, motherfucker. While spending the remainder of your golden years in the land of death, the one thing you have to depend on is your car. With Jew Canoe Theft on the Rise, the people who brought you a big black guy named Ben Car Alarm now bring you an old Jewish guy named Isaac. Get away from my automobile, you big MF. Remember when we used to boost them back in Caribbean? Yeah, yeah. We ought to get a bundle for this, baby. Yeah. The white ones are cooler. Yeah. Get away from my automobile, you big MF. What the hell is that? I object seriously. Oh. Profanity like that. Get away from my automobile, you big 
MF. Get away from my automobile, you big MF. Whenever some bastard tries to steal my car, I feel safer with an old Jewish boy named Eisen. Get away from my automobile, you big MF. Get your old Jewish guy named Eisen car alarm now and receive a free flower antenna. Get away, get away, get away from my automobile, you big, big MF. An old Jewish guy named Eisen car alarm. Now available at all their stores. Now, Bob Green, yes. I want to tell you something. You're all a bunch of son of a bitches. I just heard what you said. What did I, I say? You want to get rid of this old kike on the phone? You're going to put a word that you wait, dare. I, Who I'm the saying, fuck are you? Well, excuse, your, oh, excuse your language now. That's excuse good. your language. 1116 and 560 WQM. What can we do to get the old farts back? Don't we want them back on this show? No. Yes, of course I do. No. Here's a, a lady in Aventura. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. I have a request. Could you please play the bagpipe song for me? Would I please? You sound desperate. Oh, no. Well, the way you said it. It's just my favorite. Okay. Thank you. Okay, see ya. Bye. She wants the bagpipe song. Am I going to play it? Uh -huh. Yes, I am. We have an open line at day one in Broward. We heard from one old lady today. We want real old. We want 90. We want 95. We want 100. Do I hear 110? Uh -huh. Come on, let's go. You're out there. Get somebody to dial the phone for you, okay? Five six seven. Put your dentures back in your puss, or not, as the case may be. We don't care. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Am I going to? That's the problem. I'm going too fast with those numbers. The old people don't know the number on this station. Plus, we don't even have the same number as the rest of the station. Five six seven oh five sixty. That's oh five six. Oh. Right. And if you're on a mobile, uh, you better get off the road if you're one of those old people we're talking about. Can you imagine old people with mobile phones? Oh, my God. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. All right. Uh, Brian Murray uh, doesn't think Pavel Burry can't spend $8 million, but he had to pick up Victor Kozlov, who hasn't done anything. Yeah, he's been very bitterly disappointing. He, Victor Kozlov, to me, he makes all these great moves, and he uh, has got all kinds of ability, but it's always close, but no cigar. Nothing ever happens. He doesn't, he doesn't finish. finish. He doesn't finish. He, he makes a lot of promising moves, and he, like, uh, is big and strong, and uh, nothing ever happens. Uh, I mean, I don't think San Jose would have been gotten, getting rid of him if they thought he, he was this great Well, star. they got rid of Ray Whitney. Yeah, that's true. I mean, at the time, I thought it was a good deal getting Kozlov, and maybe he'll still uh, hopefully turn into something. I'm not knocking Murray for the good deals he made. I think Kozlov was a good deal. But uh, you, you've got to have at least every team in the league, even the crappy teams, have got a star player. Do we have one star on his team? No. No, you can't, you can't make it without that. Well, he doesn't seem to want to ever give up anything to get something. Right. That's, you know, you're, now you hit it on the head. This is the Brian Murray philosophy. I, I want something for nothing. And just like the pot band deal that fell through, Felix Potvin, the idea that the Leafs would have taken uh, Robbie Needham, or I guarantee you they're kissing the ground now, especially after having won again last night and having 30 points and leading the whole conference right now. In fact, they're tied with Phoenix for the league lead. And, yes, they played a lot of games, but they're still playing great. They got 30 points. They would be, they'd be killing themselves if they got Robbie Needham. The other thing Murray said was that they're not that close to winning the Stanley Cup. Well, I got news for him. If they picked up Burley, how far are they from... If they had Pavel Bury and a real goaltender, we'd be a real contender. I'll tell you that right now. I agree with you. Even with our poorest defense, we'd still be a contender. Because the only teams, I think, they're, you know, you got Dallas and Detroit, and then there's everyone else. Mm -hmm. 
All right, Neil. Thanks, sir. And Jersey. Jersey's playing great. Brodeur finally got his act together. But we don't want to get too hockey-intensive, do we? No. Because that happened yesterday, and boy, oh boy, two calls back-to-back, and these people ran out of here like there was a goddamn uh, death uh, bomb scare. Where are we going? Let's do a only one old fart today. I'm extending the olive branch. I know they're listening. It's not like they're not listening. I know we got a lot of people out there who are like lying there and uh, reaching for their walker, trying to get to the phone. Please, open line in Broward five six seven oh five sixty and Tom five sixty on the AT and T line. Here's a mobile in Palm Beach. Hello. Hi Neil. Yes uh, sir. My name is Mike. I want to tell you a little plane story. Yes Mike. Uh, I'm flying out of Newark and I fall asleep on the plane. And about 20 minutes into the flight, I hear this loud banging noise. So about two minutes mm-hmm. after that, the uh, pilot comes on and he says, we had a minor problem with one of the engines and we need to go back to Newark. Yeah. So I put my head to the window because I want to see which engine we had the problem with. And they turn on the landing gear lights and the lights flash the clouds and burst back into my eyes. And I yelled, the effing plane is on fire. And the whole plane went into a panic. The air things came out. The oxygen things yeah. came out. Finally, they strained it all out. The stewardess came over and closed the curtain on me. And uh, when I got off the plane, they wanted to arrest me. Yeah. For causing I a why. panic, causing a panic on the plane. Uh huh. And then another time, we we're, we're going through the <laughs> airport with a friend of mine, and uh, he's taking the bag through the carousel, and he tells the guy, "It's a thing. Be careful with my bag. You don't want it to explode on you." Uh uh-huh. They held him for 72 hours. Good. Excellent. Uh, okay, well, give, give us the right for all your, all your future flights, Mike. I'll be sure to avoid them, okay? There you go. Real wise guy. You know, it's like, uh, you know, and then when they ask you, has anybody given you anything to, uh, that wasn't yours uh, when you packed? You say, well, nothing beside the drugs. No, you know. That's always a good way to get detained. Like at customs when you come back from Toronto. Always make some joke about, or Amsterdam. Make some joke about drugs. You'll be there for an extra few days. We have an open line in Broward 2 and Dade, 5670560 and pound 560 on the 18th. I must be the only one who travels who has people stick their seat back in my face and doesn't like it. Maybe these people like having their seat uh, stuck in the... And, and uh, some of you people who are listening right now probably are people who do do that. They do do it. That's right. And, and, and it's like, why does a dog lick himself, you know, or lick his scrub? Because he can. And this is why do they put their seat all the way back? Because they can. They couldn't give a crap less about the poor bastard sitting behind them, who's now got a quarter of an inch space. And then, of course, if you do have to get up and go take a leak or something, and they got their seat all the way back, then you have to do, uh, you know, callous, they have to be uh, an acrobat. That's right. Like Peter Sellers in the Turlet in that movie on the plane. You have to be a goddamn acrobat. You have to do the limbo. Right, the limbo rock. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil, how are you doing? Okay, sir. All right, um, I have a few questions, uh, some about planes. Only stories have a few questions. Uh, I, my parents are from Amsterdam, so I got a little Dutch for you, too, if need be. Um, I've been there, last time I was there, I was 18. Um, I'm 24 now. Um, I want to go soon. What's the cheapest, what would be the cheapest time to go and get a good, a, a first, uh, first class ticket cheap? Not really any time. A first class ticket cheap to where? To Amsterdam. What time of year? Oh, okay. the, for, if you go on Martinier, the uh, the fares are the same all year long. There, there's no change in the fares. There's no bargain rates in first class. But Martinier is like is like about a third or less of what you. There you go. He's a six. This guy wants to go to Amsterdam first class for six hundred bucks. I thought he was talking about six grand. Try growing on British Air, sir. It'll be six grand. Thank you. With a stop in London, no less, at that constipated Heathrow Airport. Oh, yeah, for some reason, all these uh, airlines, Alitalia, Air France, uh, British Air, British Scare, Swiss Air, 
They jacked their business class rates way the hell up here recently. So who the hell needs that? Look at that phone bank now, baby. Are we smoking here today or what? No. What's going on here these last two days? We actually had this thing down to a science for a few weeks. We actually were getting a little uh, response here, a little action. Now it's like the same old crap again. I got one call left on the board here. I just had five or six the last time I looked. Now all of a sudden they're all gone. You think somebody's potsking around with our phone thing again here? Uh -huh. Could be. Unless we got a bunch of psychics on the phone, all like, uh, okay, all together on a count of two. We'll all hang on one, two, there we go. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's our last call of the day. It's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Hi, Neil. Unbelievable this place. God. <laughs> well, listen, I'm an old guy. Good. I'm Excellent. I'm seventy. That's I've not been old. down here since seventy uh, four. I've listened to you all the time. You're a I spring. You're, you're a spring chicken in this town, sir. You're hardly old in this place. <laughs> you're a teenager. Well, I feel great. I'm still working, as a matter of fact. I'm great. out calling on trade right now. You're super. I enjoy listening to you. I am. And I, <laughs> well, almost. And I'll tell all my old friends to listen. Tell your old farts to get with it. <laughs> we'll try. Okay, have a great we'll life. Talk. There you go. We got two old farts. We're making some progress. We don't have much of anybody else. Okay, any interest here today? Anybody? Uh, no. Okay. We've only raised like 72,000 different things from uh, uh, Aardvark to goddamn Zebra in there and everything in between, and they still got nothing to say. I'm telling you, man, I, I just can't, I cannot condition, I cannot acclimate myself, even after all these 400 years that I've been here, to a place where, where, where the law of diminishing return, every year these people have less and less and less to say about anything. And even when you listen to the sports shows, for example, I listen to Hank. I wish Hank would just do his interviews, which he does great, like the one with John Henry two days ago. Do the interviews and talk, you know, and then forget about the goddamn callers. Oh, uh, Hank, what do you think about that eight and a half spread on that uh, Baltimore game? Oh, I mean, get out of here already with that crap. Will you people get out of here? Five six seven oh five sixty. All the date lines are open. One in Broward. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. On the AT&T wireless line, as the beat goes on, you can't hear it, you can't see it, you can smell it, and you can't feel it. It's the South Florida beat. 11.25 at QAM. Hi there, boys and girls. Today, we've got a very extra special friend stopping by to show us all about something really special. Oh, I hear him at the door right now. Come on in, Mr. McMahon. <laughs> How are you, laddie? Hey, brought by something I wanted to show you. Ooh, I wonder what it, it is. It looks like it looks like an octopus with a kilt on. <laughs> That's me bag, boy. Your bag? Hey. Ooh, what? Can I touch it? Sure, go ahead. Ooh, ooh. Run your hands there. That's, that's soft. Hey, it's like really velvet. Soft. Hey. hey well, what, what's this right here? That is my blowpipe. What, what do you do with the blowpipe? You blow on it, lad. You blow, you blow on hey, it? Hey, you put your mouth around it and you blow. Oh, can, can I do that? Hey, would you like to blow my pipe, laddie? Oh, can I? Sure, go ahead. Okay. Come on, lad. You've you got to put your mouth around it, lad. Don't be afraid it's not going to break. Like, like this? Hey, that's a boy. Stick it all the way down your throat. It's getting bigger. Hey, that means you're doing it right. What's this over here? That's me chanter. What's, what do I do with that? What you do with that, laddie, is you put your both hands on it, you cover the hole, and you run your hands up and down the shaft real quick. Ooh, that's a noise. Hey. Like that? 
Hey, run your hands oh. up and down it there. Now what you want to do, laddie, is you want to blow on the pipe. You want to squeeze the bag nice and gently. And then you want to run your hands up and down the shaft real quick. Okay. All together, all at the same time. Okay, here, here we go. Oh, good, laddie. Yeah. Hey, that's good, laddie. Sure. Hey, that's good, laddie. Keep going. No, harder, laddie. Harder. Squeeze the bag. Squeeze more. Run your hand up and down the shaft. You pick faster. Run your hand up and down faster. No, no. After a kiss in my breath, maybe. It's 1132 at 560 WQM. You're welcome, by the way, sweetheart. There you go. A service with a smile. Don't forget, this Saturday I'll be at the Shells. The whole gang will be there. Shells in Pembroke Pine, 5 to 7 p.m. So before the hockey game, the Panther-Carolina Hurricane game, come on down. Shells at 11825 Pines Boulevard, right in front of the Pembroke Lakes Mall in Pembroke Pines. We have all our Center One stuff, our best of Neil CDs and cassettes and T-shirts, and all that uh, QAM paraphernalia. <laughs> well, I mean, all that Neil Rogers paraphernalia. Did I say QAM paraphernalia? <laughs> like a bumper sticker? Yeah, right. Okay, Datelines are dead open, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, good morning, Neil. I got no material. Just called in to see how it's going. And uh, Okay, yeah. thank you. Okay, we have an open line. In Bar- can, can you believe that? To see how it's going. Sir, I think you just answered your own question. That's how it's going. You, sir, are how it's going. He's got no material. Is that the definitive South Florida call? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, uh, he just has nothing to say, but he called in to see how things are going. That's like people are calling and say, you've had ten people are calling, hey, Neil, how you doing? Great. And they call it, hey, Neil, how you doing? Still great. How about if they call and say, hey, Neil, how you doing? I say, I feel like crap. There you go. Maybe that little variety might do pretty good. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Boy, oh, boy, I am just loaded with... In fact, if I could just find my goddamn seasoned uh, uh, beef strips from Tyson, I'd feel like I was on top of the world, like I had the uh, tiger by the balls. And then you come in here and you sit down. You've got 455 different things. Whatever the hell these bastards have got on their mind, here's a guy with no material. You must have something, sir. There must be something that you want to say. Is there anything in the world that you would like to comment on? No. Is there anything you have an opinion on? No. Is there anything going on in your life? No. In this town? No. On the planet? No. On TV? No. On radio? No. In your ad? No. Anywhere? It's just amazing. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I got something to say. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm listening, and you're ragging on all the people, and everything's so negative. Maybe it's you, Neil. Yeah, maybe it's me. Then how come, you're, how you. come you're listening, sir? Because you're a joke, man. Yeah, you're okay, joke. great. I'm glad I'm entertaining you, sir. Maybe it must be me. I'm a bad guy. Now, I'm a bad guy. They're all listening out there, but I'm a bad guy, right. How about it's you that you've got nothing to say? You also had nothing to say. Attacking me, any asshole can do that, attack whoever's on the air. That takes a lot of talent. It must be me. I must be a bad guy. Uh-huh. I'm an asshole. Uh-huh. I'm a sourpuss. Uh-huh. I'm an old fart. Uh-huh. I'm too negative. Uh-huh. That's right. I'm the only goddamn thing you've got in your life between 10 and 2 every day, sir, and don't ever forget it, okay? Don't you ever forget it. Maybe it's you. That's just another excuse for the fact that this guy's nothing to say. That's all. That's every call that comes in like that, it's just another call. It's just another way of saying, hey, guess what? Like the guy before, I got no material. So you're an asshole. Thank you, sir.
and back at you. Dade County, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I'm a good guy, but today I'm a bad guy. I'm an asshole because I'm talking about people who are inconsiderate and stick their goddamn seat back in your face on a goddamn airplane or kids who go up and do a, on a plane and leave the goddamn door open and don't bother flushing. Little things like that. See, I, like I told you off the air during the break, I don't think most of these people ever go anywhere. Most of the people in this town, I think, are like here, stuck here, 12 months a year, 365 days a year, round the clock, on Sukkot, on Shavuos, on Easter Sunday. They're here. They go nowhere. And so as a result, when I start, you know, trying to have a conversation about any of these things, about traveling or going anywhere or experiences, they, they got nothing to say because they don't ever do any of these things. They're here for the duration. Line checking. Okay, let's go to a, a mobile in Hypoluxo. Hello. Mobile in Hypoluxo. Going once. Going twice, dead as a doornail. Here's a mobile in Pompano. Hello. Hey. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, let me ask you a question. What, you, how do you feel about what's going on with the Broward County Sheriff's Office, that they're busting the casinos because it's not gambling? Sir, I've been talking about that for two days. Have you been listening to this program? Obviously not. Okay. We have an open line in Broward, all three in Dave. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty. See, that's called little delayed reaction. I've been talking about that for two days, Bobby Butterworth and Ken Jenny. Does anybody care about that? No. No. And I talked about Fred Grimm's column in the Herald this morning. Did anybody read it? No. And about the fact that the state's got no regulation, and therefore they rip off people and do whatever the hell they want. But instead of uh, having some regulation, the better way to do it to solve the problem is to grandstand in front of the media and stage another orchestrated raid and uh, rip all the goddamn slot machines off the uh, casino and screw up all those people's lives who paid money to go on that ship. Like everything else, I talked about that till I'm blue in the face for two days, sir. Nobody here cares. Nobody's got anything to say about that, and probably because I'm a bad guy. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. Good. Yesterday you were talking about the Marlins, and I, I agree with you that they don't deserve a new stadium. We shouldn't have to build one. But don't you? You, don't, you also said that if it was built in a downtown area, it wouldn't help. It wouldn't bring more fans. I think it would. I mean, I've been in some cities where the downtown area and there's a stadium, and it just seems like it's so much better. You mean like St. Louis? Like Colorado. You mean Denver? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been in that? Have you ever been in downtown Denver? Yeah. It's, much, it's nice. Yeah. And is it comparable to downtown Miami? Well, I think along with the stadium, you'd have to bring new restaurants and new entertainment, of course. But now, let me ask they, you: When they built Miami Arena down there in the middle of nowhere downtown, were there new restaurants and new entertainment and the new attractions? Did they clean up downtown Miami when they built the arena there? No, they, they, they actually didn't. They messed yeah. up. I think they blew it. See, this Some is place. just another, you're getting sucked into another piece of propaganda about downtown. The Herald keeps peddling it because they want the value of Herald One Herald Plaza to keep going up. This is all bull crap. People in this town do not want to go downtown Miami. Now, let me just point out to you, the uh, Mac Arena up there in Sunrise, Right. That we're doing 18, 19,000 people a game, which capacity is 19,5 or something like that. We're practically filling up every game, even though they're not playing all that well. The reason being, that's a safe place. People enjoy it. It's easy to get there. It's right off I-75. It's right uh, easy to get for anybody in Broward. It's accessible. It's safe. It's clean. That's where people want to go. People don't want to go to downtown Miami. They've made that very abundantly clear. And, uh, you know, if Dave Hyde or somebody thinks they're going to have an H-bomb and totally redo all of downtown, it's not going to happen. This well, is a know. myth. In West, in West Palm, a couple of year, five years ago, you wouldn't even think about walking downtown. Yeah. The mayor redid that place. Could they do something like that in Miami? 
Make no. No. Well, where are they going to get the money to do that? Yeah, in guess. a bankrupt city, where are we going to get the money? Are we are going to, like, steal it somewhere? Yeah, well, our team stinks anyway, so they don't deserve yeah, but, 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 anyway. but the point is, why do, what do we need a new stadium for? What's we the don't. point? I think we just need to give her the, give her the team. It's a waste. Okay, pal. Have a great day. So on the one hand, he's arguing with me that we ought to have a new stadium downtown, but let's get rid of the team because it's a waste. If we had a good team, then let's build a new stadium downtown. Oh! There we go. We have an open line in Dade. Five, see, these people are so easy, so easily manipulated by the media. And just like Hank said a couple of days ago about this all-star game thing, it's absolutely nothing more than a charade. Now let's blackmail. Let's put the big squeeze on. Let's use this as an excuse to blackmail the people in that town to squeeze more tax dollars. We'll find some way to do it. Oh, if you want to be big league, if you want to have the all-star game, if you want to play with the big boys, you better build us a stadium. And I, oh, where is that? Where are those numbers again? Here we go from last night. Where the hell do I have it? I got it here somewhere from the goddamn hockey games. Here we are. Now, let's see. In Buffalo, they had uh, that nice new arena they got. They had 4,000 empty seats. Carolina, here we go. And I realize they're only playing in Greensboro temporarily, but nevertheless, they're playing there. 5,564 people is the announced attendance. They I saw a couple of minutes of that game, Carolina-Montreal. Maybe they had 2,000 people in there. Well, let's just keep building more and more and more facilities. Rangers and the Islanders sold out on the pond, and you want to know why the Islanders sold out? Because most of them were Ranger fans, that's why. I bet you there were 10,000 Ranger fans on the island last night rooting against the Islanders. 20 till noon at 560 WQAM. Oh, God. There's nothing like the smell of fine paint on a lazy Saturday afternoon to get high on. That's right. Sniffing paint is a great way to unwind on the weekends. Forget all the chemically engineered neurostimulants those crazy South American drug lords are designing. This is the real thing. I sniff this little boy. But it's the paint I relax. Not money, not much, but cops stay away. Girlfriend, girlfriend, leave the paint stay forever. When you want to kick back, relax, and fry your brain to bacon bits, pick up a good old gallon of wall paint. I need PP myself. Available everywhere. Didn't he mean PPG? It's 14 before noon at 560 WQM. We have two open lines in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. We asked for, I begged for old parts. We've had two. That's like one an hour. Maybe we'll have four by the end of the day. Think we can do four? No. Three? No. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, glad you're having a great day. Uh, two quick... Things. Uh, I'm having a great day. Oh, sure. Hey, we're here, you know. We're not totally dead. Anyway, uh -huh. uh, on the tapes, uh, are also some of the old ones available? Are what? Some of the old tapes or CDs available? From, uh, yeah, two, three uh, years ago, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. Okay. Uh, this stadium issue is dead. You know, just like basketball's dead, baseball's dead. Uh, you know, I, they've ruined it with the strikes, whatever. They need to do is, if they want them, they should be up north like the hockey arena. Like you say, people go to the hockey arena because it's Dade, Broward, Monroe, Palm Beach County. People can get to it. It's right off and the road. And because it's safe and it's in a good no, neighborhood, you don't have to fear for your life. Right you don't have to look road. over your shoulder. You know, parking down in Miami was, like, horrendous. Uh, last but not least, uh, you were talking about New Balance, and I'm glad they're one of your sponsors. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you the best. I wear them for work all day. I get the black ones. You know, the black shoes? Yeah, they brought me a pair of black walking and shoes, man. They're dynamite. Let me tell you, I've been, I've been wearing them for years. They're the best. I mean, better than the SAS, which I used to use. Yeah. You know. Anyway, thanks a lot. You have a good holiday. Okay, and back to you. Bye. Okay, we have an open line in Broward. If you move quickly, one in Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. If you move quickly, can you move quickly? No. I don't think so. I love that old fart. It must be you, Neil. You're so negative. Well, then why are you listening? Because you're a jackass. Great. Well, if I weren't a jackass, you wouldn't have anything to do between 10 and 2 every day.
So uh, kiss the ground, pal. Kiss your radio. Put your lips right on the radio, right on my... Rectum. Kiss away, sweetheart. God. Here's a mobile in uh, Fort Myers. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. First time caller. Hey, uh, you know, I don't know if you have heard, we have a junior little league semi-pro hockey team over here now. Yeah, I've heard. And it's a very nice uh, building and facility, but... They have a law here that you can't cheer too loud at the game. Right. Well, that's good. Probably. In fact, if we get the noise level down here, it would be, uh, you know, so you don't have to worry about our fans cheering too loud because they're not paying too much attention. Yeah, they have a policy. If you leave your seat to cheer, uh, the sheriff's department gets involved. Yeah. Cheers. Great. So enjoy yourself. Okay. Everybody. Have a great life, pal. Whatever. There's another guy with nothing to say. Okay. We have an open line in Broward, all three in Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's KJ just brought the uh, Ganze Mishpacha in here. Look at that. Isn't that beautiful? Looks just like Boca Brian. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I guess. Like I said, it looks just like KJ. Doesn't it? Looks just like... No. It looks like Boca Brian, like more I said. Brian. Huh? A lot more hair than Boca already, yeah. Okay, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. We need two more people over the age of 100, okay? Do we have any takers out there? No. Come on, let's get with it. You can do it. I'm telling you, you can do it. Gum the rest of your breakfast and uh, put that stuff down. Get over to the phone, please. We're calling on you. We're depending on you. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I'm sorry that I'm not 80, but I'm working on it. Uh-huh. Me too. I saw you on Whammy. Yeah. My God, sir, you are one ugly son of a bitch. Yeah, and? And, and to put people down and look like that, no wonder you're gay. A woman wouldn't touch you. Yeah, and how about you? What do you look like? Oh, uh, better than you. No, you probably look like what that kid left in your plane, like that deposit. Yeah, okay. Thank you, sir, and have a great holiday, okay? Brings out the best. I always told you that. Brings out the best in the audience. Holiday, you can smell it in the air, can't you? That holiday spirit. <laughs> Open line. See, I, I've said before, Larry King, he's on TV making millions and millions. Is Larry beautiful? Uh -huh. He is beautiful, baby. All those people on TV, they're lovely. 5670560, Rosie O'Donnell, she's beautiful. Uh -huh. Right, there you go, Roseanne, lovely. Uh -huh. All the people on TV, they're all beautiful. That's why people tune in. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Food and beverage still happening here. Hey Neil. Yes sir. What what is what is that? Hollywood's a uh, hot uh, hot city right now, huh? Meaning what? Uh, I want to call you about that stadium in downtown Miami. Yeah. I want to go to a baseball game in downtown Miami with a police escort. Yeah. Even in the daytime, it's a dangerous place. Mm -hmm. And what about that article about Levitar today? What is a great article he wrote, huh? About what? I didn't. I don't read his column, nor did I see it. About what? John, uh, Jimmy Johnson and Marino. Okay, okay, thank you. Call up one of the uh, sports shows and talk about that, okay? Did he say... Is that what this guy just said? Uh -huh. I would have sworn I heard him say that. Open line at day two in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Neil, first time. How you doing? Great. Um, you want all the old farts? They're, uh, they're on the emission testing line with me right now. Yeah. So uh, I got a question for you. Uh, why, if we are ordered to come to get our emissions done, why are we paying ten bucks to to do it? You know, the, the government basically says, "Hey, you because it's a fundraiser. It's an easy way for the government to raise money, just like writing a traffic, like speeding tickets." Right, we got to write a check for a certain amount of money to the tax collector. But hey, while you're here, give us ten bucks so we can stick a hose up your, you know, up your rectum. That's, that's right. right. That's what it's all about. It's strictly a ten dollar ripoff. 
And by the way, 90% If you want to drive, it'll cost you 10 bucks. We don't care if your tires are bald, if your headlights work. You notice they don't check anything else. All they want to see is uh, stick that thing deep inside your... Rectum. And then give us the 10 bucks, please. And the rest of the 100-year-olds are the ones working the emission station. That's why it takes forever to get through it. I've been here half an hour. Hey, uh, listen, I'll buy me. i got a great uh, bunch of people out there. I'm not going to say where it is over there off Commercial Boulevard or whatever, but uh, they're all under the age of 100. They know me. They're great, and uh, you zip right through there. Yeah, that's stadium in downtown Miami. Ninety uh, percent of the season ticket holders for the Marlins live in Broward or Palm Beach County. So yeah. Why make it worse for people? Oh, but th this scam has been good. Ever since I've been here, when they started talking about the Orange Bowl being old and dilapidated, which it was, and they started talking about building a new stadium, oh, my God, the furor that went up from Maurice Ferre and all the other parts, always the same old crap. Everything's got to be in downtown Miami. Nobody wanted to go to downtown Miami then, and nobody wants to go there now. And the I spent... I lived in Baltimore for 12 years, and I spent most of my time at Camden Yards. That renaissance that happened there happened only because the uh, businesses around the stadium decided to make it happen. It the, the city helped them out a little bit, but I don't think we have the motivation in Miami for the businesses to help that. You know. and, and exactly where are they going to stick this stadium, by the way, in downtown Miami? Do you have any idea how much land it takes for a uh, to build a stadium? Well, where are they going to stick it? There's a lot of places. You can just mow down a lot of the uh, useless you know, wasteland that's there now. I mean, there's nothing but... How know. about one Herald Plaza? Let's blow that up. Sounds good to me. <laughs> useless wasteland to me. Right. Take care, Neil. Okay, have a great life. See, I'm telling you, people are getting sucked in, even though they're negative about it, but they're talking about it like this is something that we really ought to be thinking about, building a new stadium here. You have to, you have to and need mental help to believe that we need a new stadium in this town so that we can continue paying these guys 4 and 8 and 10 and 13 and now $14 million a year because they're so entertaining. One call left on the board. I think we got lots of good music cranked up here. Let's, how about some Christmas music between noon and town? Uh -huh. There you go. There's some good Christmas music for you. little Hanukkah carol here and there. Five six seven oh five sixty and Palm five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, Neil. How you doing? Okay. Good. Hey, I was just wondering if you saw on the news yesterday about the Pacific Princess, where they found fifty six pounds of heroin on it, and they left their their passengers in Greece. No, I did not see that. They <laughs> left them in terrible. Greece. Yeah, they left their passengers in Greece and took off, and they had probably eaten too much of those cheap buffets. Yeah. When they came into port, they had 56 pounds of heroin on the boat. The Pacific Princess, the actual love boat. All right. Great. <laughs> that was beautiful. That's all I wanted to say. I just wonder if you heard about no, it. No, you did not. we have. Thank you so much for the info. We learned two things today. No, I learned three. One, I should have stayed home. Two open lines in Dade, all three in Broward. Very, very slow winds. Whatever the hell day is, it's Thursday. Thank God. Are we anticipating a gigantic crowd at Shells on uh, Saturday? No. Between 5 and 7? No. I mean, based on what I'm hearing here today... I think I'm going to be sitting there with George looking off into uh, space, eating our clam chowder, and that's uh, pretty much going to be it, like the last time we did a certain place. Huh? Yeah, I no, remember that. there was the one guy there that was just complaining because they didn't have lobster that day. Oh, I see. Over and over and over again. Well, maybe like, we can we get some people to come down and complain on Saturday. That'll be good. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. So what we've all learned here today, Neil is a bad guy. That's the problem. That's why nobody wants to talk to him, number one. And number two, he's ugly as sin, and that's why he's a fag, because no woman would touch him in her right mind, okay, et cetera, and so on. I would imagine it'd be way easier to get laid as a fag than uh, as a straight guy. Really? I would imagine, knowing men. Five minutes before noon at 560 WQM. I'm doing fine just the way I am, okay? Thank you. I don't need any assistance from him. The Neil Rogers Show, now on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Neil got out WQAM, where the faggot is. Oh! 
there he was, just a walking on the sea, saying, Do I did it, did it, dum did it do? He's a man from the land of Galilee, saying, Do I did it, did it, dum did it do? He's good, he's good, divine, divine, he's good, divine, changes water into wine. The next thing I knew, he had a lame man on his feet singing. Do what did it, did it, dumb did it, do. The blind eyes on the sea and the dumb eyes on the speak singing. Do what did it, did it, dumb did it, do. He walked on, walked on through my door, my door, walked on through my door. Then he cured a leper source.560 WQM. So our poll question today is, how do we get a first-class ticket to Europe round trip for 100 bucks? Sound good to me? Uh-huh. That poor guy that called before, man, he's in la-la land. When he said about six, I was about ready to say, yeah, six grand. He was talking $600. Just fly for maybe 700 bucks. You can fly in coach, like way, way back there, like with the cargo and the sheep and the pig and whatever, and just, uh, you know, take uh, some doggy downers with you. Take some sleeping pills, like a whole bunch. And you'll wake up, and it'll be all over, and you'll be there, and you'll say, uh... All right. Great. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Uh, did you happen to read the article today, uh, I guess, about Sharon Stone, saying uh, that you should leave uh, just a box of condoms for your kids, like in the, uh, I guess, like leaving a cookie jar? No. <laughs> really? Yeah. She's, she's saying, you know, we should just leave condoms well, for in what, the house. Like your 10- and 11-year-old kids, is that it? I... She said, "Kids, I mean, but just leave them out there. Leave by two hundred. She said, leave them. She said, she doesn't. You don't care if you, you make water balloons out of them. Right. Just, uh, just so that your kids can uh, take them whenever they need them. So what's wrong with that? Well, I, I, just, I don't see anything wrong with it, but I don't know about just leaving them out like a cookie jar. I don't know. Just like well, at least not. they won't eat them anyway. <laughs> I don't think. Okay, nice going, Sharon Stone. Oh! Let's hear it for Sharon Stone. Okay, what's wrong with that? Now, now, why did I look to my right there all of a sudden? I looked away for like one second. I looked back at the screen over here. Every single line on the board was lit up, and, and now like uh, 90% of them are all gone. We got the most biggest. I'm telling you, they're potching with a goddamn phone again today. You, you don't believe me. You don't believe me. I'm telling you, these phones just get knocked off like uh, with, a, with an ugly stick. Oh, by the way, and speaking about people at the phone company and the cable company, Media One, with all your new 8 billion channels up there in Broward County, the picture that you're delivering us the last couple of days, I wouldn't wish on Hermann Goering and Ava Brown, okay? That's the kind of gross, bad, bad, muddy, horrible picture. Thank God for my satellite dish. Oh! Jesus Christ Almighty. They keep jacking the rates up a little more and a little more, and they sneak in a little increase. Oh, well, we're giving you 100 channels now. Yeah, but we can't see any of them. 
grainy, horrible, nasty pictures on the cable out there in West Broward. Man, you people are brutal. You just can't get it right. Oh, there he goes complaining again. Sorry. Here's a lady in North Miami Beach. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Neil. A couple things. Yes. First of all, the guy that told you that you were ugly. Yes. He can kiss my butt. Yeah. For saying that. So I'm I don't ugly. Care. So are most people ugly. So what the hell do I care? And I don't yeah, care I'm what you look like. Fine. You're the most well-informed man on the radio. I'm the smartest goddamn man on the face of the earth. That's Just ask right. Me, I'll tell you. That's right. And I do have a question. On the way to I'm work talking today. about important things, of course, like <laughs> harness racing. Yes. No, seriously. I listen to you whenever current events come up that I need answers to because you are so well-informed. I've told you this before. You're terrific, and you okay, know don't that. Don't suck around too much. I'm not mud sucking. Boring. I just want to ask you a question. Did you hear anything about blue lights in the sky? No. Serious? No. Okay. Well, what do you mean blue lights well, in the sky? Well, I was listening to another radio station on the way to work this morning because you don't come on until after I get to work. Mm -hmm. And um, they were saying that there were blue lights spotted in North Miami Beach and in Plantation. Yeah. And that when this radio station called the television station or the FCC or something, I don't know who to ask about it, they were asked to please not discuss it because it's a classified matter. And I, did, I caught the tail end of it. Oh, it sounds like the Art Bell show to me. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I just wanted to do Yeah, Twilight Zone. Okay, Neil, take care. I think care. it's probably Rod Serling trying to make a comeback from the other side. <laughs> take it easy. Have a great day. Bye. Maybe it was time for the blue light special. Oh! oh, that's right before the early bird is the blue light special. Two open lines in Dade, two in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's Tamarack. Hello. Hey, Pop. Yes, sir. I've got a couple of questions for you. First of all, as a shopping as it might seem, I don't listen to too much sports radio. Let me just ask you this question and see what you think. I don't know if anybody's discussed it. Yes, sir. What is the chance that Heisinger knew that we were losing the All-Star game and asked him not to announce it until he could dump the team? None. You don't think so? No. Well, if it came out before he unloaded the team, who the hell would buy it at all? The guy even said himself that he was hoping and praying that he'd get that game, that that meant a lot to the economy and to him. It was one of the major reasons he bought the club. No, I, I, he didn't say it was one of the major reasons he bought the club. He didn't say that. When he did that little press conference up in Boca the other day. He said that? Yeah. That it was one of the ma major reasons he bought the club? Yeah. I don't believe that. Well, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Who cares? Nobody. Okay, thank you. Okay, we have one call left on the board. I'm telling you one thing. We're going to be playing a lot of music here today. If you don't want to talk, that's okay. I understand. It's the holidays. You're busy. Got a lot of stuff. We got a full plate. With apples, peaches, and pumpkin pie on it? No, seriously, they're busy. They don't have time to talk to some old food cake on the radio. They're who's a sourpuss and a nasty guy. Apple, peaches, pumpkin pie. Oh! Who's not ready to have That's the game we used to play, yeah. Time to think of what to say. Oh, oh. Here I come. I mean, every call we've had today, here I'm looking on the board, we've got two calls on there now, which is pretty pathetic, is mobile. Do we have anybody inside a building? No. Can anybody hear this station inside a building? No. In your home? No. In your orifice? No. In your uh, pup tent? No. Under the uh, overpass? No. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line on a really spastic Thursday. Is it going to be this way all the way through now and through the holidays? Yeah. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Neil, Priceline.com. You want cheap tickets to Europe? Uh, it's an internet site. You name the price, and if there's an airline that will match that price, you're obligated to buy it. So basically, you say, I'll buy two tickets for 600 bucks. If there's an airline willing to do it, 
they will uh, they will issue those tickets and you're obligated to buy them. It's called Priceline.com. Well, what, what does that mean? I don't understand what you just said. The question of the day, you want to find out how to get cheap tickets to Europe. You can get cheap tickets anywhere. It's just basically putting the tickets out to auction on the Internet, and then airlines have an opportunity to match the price that you want. In other words, if you say, hey, I want to buy a ticket for 600 bucks to Europe, then you go out on Priceline.com, and if there's an airline, say, you know, American says, okay, I'll give it to you for 600 bucks. But why is American going to do that? Well, because they don't. They, sometimes their flights aren't booked, and so they want to fill the seats up. Believe me, I, just check it out, Priceline.com. Priceline.com. Yeah, it's a good place. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Does anybody understand what he just said? No. It sounds great to me, but does anybody out there under have any idea what he was talking about? No. Oh, we got another call about that? Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. The guy was a moron. He, I mean, he had the right idea, but he just didn't know how to explain it. I mean, he didn't make it. I mean, I thought it must right. have been me, like I'm a little bit slow in my advanced age, but I didn't no, understand he, what he no, was talking I, about. I, I was listening to him explain it. I'm like, come on, spit it out, right? Yeah, spit it out right. already, so Monica. He, exactly. So here's the deal. Instead of buying an airline ticket the traditional way, you call the airline and they say, oh, you want to go from Miami to Rome, right. it's uh, $8 million, you go to Priceline, you say, all right, I want to fly from this place to this place, here's the date that I want to travel on, and right. I'm willing to pay X dollars. You fill in the blank. So let's say you're willing to pay 300 bucks for that ticket. Yeah. Priceline then submits that bid to all the different airlines, and if there's an airline out there that says, yeah, okay, we've got a couple of open seats on that day, we'll sell those tickets for 300 Excuse me, you bought them. But but, I, but I, I have to believe that this has got to be a real short-term thing. In other words, the airline... No, you can do it short-term, long-term, whatever. How can you do um, it long-term? How does the airline know that they're not going to sell those seats out at the full price? I mean, like, I have for... no idea. But, I mean, again, if you put in an offer that's ridiculously low, then the well, airline... Ten bucks, gonna, right. you know, exactly. And then you get... But it's a great service. You get an answer back usually within a couple of hours. Um, and it's, it's as simple as that. The only thing that, I've, that a lot of people that I know are hesitant about... Um, you got to put your credit code in right at the very beginning. Yeah. Because what happens is once your bid goes out to the airline, if the airline says, yeah, okay, fine, we're going to go ahead and do it, they take your they credit card, boom, it's yeah. charged. You own those tickets. They're non-refundable. Um, so you get them at the price that you want. And, uh, you know, if there's no takers at your 300 then maybe you resubmit another bid at 400 huh. Um But it's a, it's a hell of a service. They're getting ready to come out with the same thing for televisions, for cars. And you can do the same thing for, like, a first-class ticket? First class, coach, whatever you want. You tell them what you want. Um, you tell them the number of stops you're willing to make. You tell them the number of, um, uh, there are some other little parameters, but you kind of pretty much fill in the blanks as far as here's what I'm interested in. I'm hopping on, here's what I'm I'm hopping on that thing today. As soon as I get home, I'm hopping on it. Priceline.com, check it out. Okay, thanks. Later. That makes a little more sense. Sounds good to me. Sound good? Oh! Two open lines in Dade 1 in Broward. 5670560, pound 560 on our mobile one line. 10 past noon at QAM. Hey! Mackinac. This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil God. Oh, by the way, if you go to the Bellagio and you're standing in front of watering, watching the water show and the water pishing up into the air, this is one of the songs they play. Squirt, squirt.
What did I try to say? Priceline.com. Is that what he said? Writing it down. Okay, 1216 at 560 WQAM. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. First of all, I have to, I wanted to say that uh, I uh, met you at the Pizza Hut the other, at your previous appearance. Pizza Loft? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, Jeff is suicidal now. Don't say that, please. <laughs> at the uh, at the pizza attic and um, yeah, right. And it was um, I have to describe the experience as being a little interesting because uh, uh, I hear you, I listen to you all day through my headphones, and I feel like uh, I I know you as a, as a person or as as a public persona as as whatever you create as a person on the radio. Yeah. But it was it was um, bitterly disappointing. No, no, I wouldn't say oh. that. It was it, it, a real yeah. letdown. No, <laughs> a psychotic no, was, experience. It was unusual. Yes. It was unusual I, 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 because I felt uh, very uh, shy to speak to you. Intimidated, and, yeah. And, and not that you're an intimidating person, far, far from it. But it was just uh, to see you in the flesh uh, uh, on three dimensions. There, it was, it was just a little unusual. In, in what respect? I mean, I'm well, actually on uh, the air as I am in person. No, I realize that, but uh, um, it's it's funny, you know. As as I listen to you speak during the day, I always have like I make I have mental responses that that I say, well, yes, you know, and I'm, I'm I'm arguing with you mentally, or I'm agreeing with you, or or you make a point, and uh, and he just uh, vanished, and he just got cut off, and uh, I was interested. I want to hear the rest of that story. One of the few calls I've had all day that I was really paying any attention to because the guy had something to say, and he just got... I'm telling you, man, the hand of the devil is uh, involved in this show today. I know we saw Bill Tanner running around the hallway, and, of course, we're all terrified of him. <laughs> right, that's the rumor that I'm hearing. I wouldn't be surprised if the finger of a Bill Tanner is uh, stuck in somebody's rectum right now because these phones, man, screwed up. Two open lines in Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Please call us back, sir, okay? We're paying for the call anyway. When do I ever ask anybody to call back? Almost maybe twice in uh, 20 years? Because I want to hear the rest of the story. Like Paul Harvey, I want to hear the rest of the story. Here's a mobile in North Miami. Hello. Yeah, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. All right, you go out to that price line situation? Yeah. It's very, very restrictive. Number one, if you change your plan, mm -hmm. you lose the back part of the ticket. What do you mean? So if in other words, like, say you want to leave today and Thursday. Yeah. If you come back next Friday, you have to buy a whole new ticket. You lost the return portion of it. You cannot use it for anything. So unless you have... So, so in other words, let's say you had an emergency or you got sick or something and you wanted to change the date. You can't even change the date. You're screwed. Right. You have to buy a regular ticket. Mm -hmm. Or play the game with the price line situation. Right. The other thing is, uh, well, I travel overseas a lot. Business class and first class are generally tied up. Right. Uh, it's going to be like finding a needle in a haystack to find first class seats to where you want to go. Mm -hmm. uh, this mostly is for coach seats in the back of the plane. I would think so, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you may find it. You may get lucky. Uh, and, of course, you know, three months or four months out, they're not going to sell you the ticket. Mm -hmm. uh, the ticket, for example, for first class um, would be like for today or tomorrow or whatever. Uh, but they're not going to let those seats go because they know they're going to sell them. Yeah, they're not going to sell to you four months ahead of time because, nope. uh, you know, what, what the odds are great that they're going to, because you know as well as I do that uh, business in first class or star class or whatever they happen to call them, they're almost always filled up to the brim. Right, you can't get into those things right. without you know, paying uh, whatever. And I'm going to let you. Yeah, right. They're not going to give you this. All right. Now, let me ask you this, because I brought it up before, and I didn't have any, anybody else respond to it. 
uh, if you do a lot of traveling, am I the only one that has the person sitting in front of me put their headrest all the way back and wind up reclining in my lap? <laughs> it happens to all of us. Huh? It happens to all of us. Right. And, it's, and, and what do you do? I don't do anything because I don't want to start a scene on the plane like 37,000 feet in the air. But no. uh, I'm sure that there must be some people who got the cajones to say, hey, would you mind moving it up a couple of notches? You're in no. my lap. That's really all you can do because if this is the way the seat is designed, it's designed to go back that far. And that's yeah. So which is the fault of the goddamn airline, which is, yeah, they're trying to impress you by showing, hey, look, you can almost lay down here and take a nice nap, but in the meantime, they're sticking uh, you in everybody else's face. Well, it also depends on service. Like Americans, for example, uh, they give you more room in first class than they do in business. But business, that's on American, it almost depends Yeah, okay, listen, your phone's crapping out, but thanks. What do you say? We have an open line at Broward, one and date, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a, um, oh, here's our friend that we're cut, cut off. I think it was an act of the devil, sir. It was a, it was an act of the cellular phone moil. Yeah. He, he cut me he short chopped there. It. I tell you, uh, uh, so I was saying, yeah, uh, that. What that were you was... saying? <laughs> you were saying that it was very peculiar to meet me in person at the pizza. What was it, the pizza slut? Uh, someplace like, like that. that. Yeah. Up there, up uh, over at Schleimies. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, like I said, uh, you know, you, you you have a a an internal discussion with you while you're while I'm listening to you on the radio, and mm-hmm. I agree, and so on and so forth. And there were all these things that I said, gee, I want to say this to Neil or this or that or the other thing. And I walked in, and a I have to apologize to George because I didn't even say hello to him, and he was sitting right next to you. No, he's but used I was, to it. He's used to it. Is that, well, he's used to being ignored. He's kind of like a you know. In I like person, it that way. In person, he's very bland, and he just uh, sits there kind of like noncommittal, and he enjoys that. He, does, he doesn't want the notoriety yet. Right. Not and for I what was, he's making. And I was taken aback at the lack of uh, of circumstance to the whole appearance, you know. I mean, you you were sitting at a table there, and... Uh, lack of circumcise? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also... I also and Jeff Cohn was on the other side, plastered out of his mind, and Al Goldstein was on the other side, uh, taking up three or four seats, right? Right, and, and all these. No, I like... we had a real good. We had a good turnout though at Pizza Loft. We had that place jam packed. We uh, did real well there. Of course, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I, I showed up a little. I also want to uh, say that you can't say enough for the volunteers uh, that are out in front right. and doing doing all that hard work That's and everything right. for, for Center One. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, they're great. Uh, they really are, you know, and they were really nice. And I was happy to purchase materials and so on and so forth. But the reason I called you was uh, that. I was watching Channel 7 News this morning, and as we know, there was a grotesque event at the racetrack a couple of days ago. They weren't showing that again this morning, were they? Now, now, now they did an in-depth piece where they today where they interviewed her sister, and they had a picture of her, and they talked to the trainer and everything else like that. But I, was, I sat there, and I counted, and they showed the fall and the girl getting hurt six times. The media is sick and needs help badly. Just, they, they must have shown it 6,000 times yesterday. Oh, at, li- at least. But, I mean, I mean, it was like... Uh, I, w- I would have like... thought they wouldn't have had time to show it again today because they've been showing the uh, this LeBrant Dennis guy that got convicted of killing the uh, U.M. kid. Right. Uh, they've been, been showing him fainting there, there 75,000 times. It freeze right. frames, slow-mo. Oh, there he goes again. He's hitting, well, he, keep, he keeps hitting that floor and hitting that floor. They won't have to stick his ass in the electric chair. He'll be dead before then. I was thinking that they... They could have just let him hit the floor and you know put a little pool of water there and plug him in and be done with it. There you go. In there, but it, it, it was a lot of time and money. And and, uh, and Monday Night Football when that when that uh, uh, player uh, got got his leg 
hurt really badly. Yeah. Did you notice how they, they kept the camera on? They said, now look away. You don't want to see this. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cover your eyes. Only peek. Only, you know, open two fingers a little bit and take a peek. Right. <laughs> no, they didn't go away to a spot. And they didn't do this. They just right. kept the camera. Now look at the angle of his leg. There. Yeah, right. Look at how it's all crooked and bent off to the side. Right. And he'll never walk again. Okay, pal. Have a great okay. day. Okay. He did call me back, and I appreciate that. But I still don't know what he said. No, seriously, do you know what he said about the appearance? That it was uncircumcised. Oh, we have an open line of date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile. I mean, good guy, but I just I still can't figure out what the point was. It was just uh, not what he expected. And everybody's like that. This is a radio show, that's all. I'm just a quiet hell of a good guy, that's all. It's a radio show. I'm not some kind of a wild, crazy prick who's on here uh, looking to stir up a bunch of crap. It's a radio show. It's to kill four hours in a very boring town and doing a great job of it, too, by the way. Oh! That's all. Just relax. Here's a lady mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Oh, hi, Neil. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. I'm from uh, originally from Wisconsin. We moved down here four years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. And no, no, that's okay. Oh, you like it? Well, that weather up there is pretty bad. No, I like it up north. I was just up there last week, and it was in the 60s mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. But I just yeah, wanted just to wait. tell you, I wanted to tell you that we don't have anything like your show up north, and they need they need me radio entertainment. That's right. So they need you... a radio enema up there. <laughs> But anyway, I, I caught the end that you're going to be at Shells from 5 to 7 or... Saturday, right, this Saturday. Which Shells? In Pembroke Pines, right Oh, okay, well, I'll look forward to coming down there and seeing you. Great. And giving something for Just tell me you're the Wisconsin lady. Okay. Okay, see you. All right, Neil, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's right, Shells in Pembroke Pines, right in front of the uh, Pembroke Lakes Mall. Am I correct about that? Did I get the right... Yes. I haven't been there in years. In fact, the first place that I moved in Broward was Pembroke Lakes. About 600 years ago, that when I, I lived in Dade County and I moved to Pembroke Lakes, I said, I think it's time to get out of Kendall, get out of Dade County, and go where like uh, some people speak English. Oh, that's a terrible thing to say, but it's true. And I moved to Pembroke Lakes. And I lived there for a couple of years, and uh, was it in one place or two? In one place. Then I moved to Plantation. I've been in Plantation for a long time. The chief of police ain't too happy about it because he hates me like poison. The mayor, he's so old, he doesn't remember who the hell I am. But uh, what's what's not to like about Plantation Acres? I mean, we've got a few smart-ass punk kids out there, but uh, we'll take care of them. We have an open line of day, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line, 1226 on QAN. Hey, the guy that you have talking on your sports department, I heard him the other day talking about the illegals that they're getting now to play uh, the game. And, you know, it, it's very clear that he's talking about the Cuban illegals, okay? And uh, I want to tell you, that's, that's very shitty for someone to talk that way about illegals because, you know, him himself was not, is, not, is not a native here. He's not an American Indian. Everybody here has been an illegal sometime or the other, okay? And I don't like anybody talking like that about Cuban people, okay? Because, you know, he talks about like that for Cuban people. How about his nationality? He's a piece of shit, okay? There's nothing but rock to fear the, the poor people. That's how, that's how you know, that, that's the American fucking way. So don't talk about Cuban people that way. Bunch of assholes, you guys. She is the best. That's for you, sweetheart. Banana picking Julio's who thrive on that arcade. Oh! Building an arena for the Miami Heat. Having to arena somehow don't seem right. Better ask Jeff Bell for financial advice. NBA. There's no basketball, they're all on strike. Let's burn the place down, 
and insurance check would sure be nice. Before we lose our ass, take a can of that. Oh! Like that, that, Oh! Any, by any stretch of the imagination, no matter how old or young you are, whether you, no matter what your taste is in music, one of the five greatest songs in the history of America is Lightning Strikes by Lou Christie. Would you even debate that, even with your crappy musical taste? I like Two Faces better. Yeah, you would. Two Faces have I? Yeah. I, 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 oh, that's a, that's a baby crap record. That's sure. A, huh? And that wasn't? Lightning Strikes? I mean, I like it, too. How about Rhapsody in Your Pants? That's a great one. You know, i tell you something. The more I think about it, Lou Christie, let's hear it for Lou, okay? Oh! He was great. I've got his greatest hit CD in my... Uh, I bet you I have Lightning Strikes back here somewhere. I might actually play it later on when we have no calls in about ten minutes. Love Lou Christie. Rhapsody in the Rain, Lightning Strikes, The Gypsy Cried, Two Faces of I, 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 Two Faces of I, 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 yeah, isn't that? That's what it was called. Two faces have. That's the way he sang it. He must have been uh, Julio, Lou Christie. Okay, what am I? What am I? I'm just so whipped up with that song. I love Lightning Strikes. So if you don't like that song, yeah, in fact, we ought to have a bumper sticker. If you don't like Lou Christie, you ain't uh, crap. That's right. If you don't like country, old boy, you must be normal. Well, what is it about the country music scene? All of, there, I've never, I've never seen one country music male artist. I mean, the women, uh, even they're a little strange, but the guys, they all Garth Brooks, that they're making a big stink about. He looks like uh, a country music guy. You know what I'm saying? He, he just got that look. They all look, and although he, he looks more normal than most of them, but most of them look like that product of uh, incest and inbreeding, like from the hills of Tennessee. I'm serious, and then they are. Which is what it's all about. How's Johnny Cash doing, by the way? Oh, I'm sorry. Here's uh, Bokeh. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. I'm a snowflake from New York. I met you last year in Borders with Phil Henry. I bought two of your CDs. Are you sure? Excuse me? Yeah, right. Um, I just bought your last one in Borders last night. Thank you. God bless you. Let me ask you a question. I'm going back to New York tomorrow, and I just wondered if I mailed you that paper insert, <laughs> could you autograph it and I'll send you postage sure i'd be uh, don't send us postage we can handle it here believe me these <laughs> bastards you. can handle it can i just ask you two quick questions yes I, sir back in about 1980 or so i also heard a jerry wishner do you remember him do i, I remember him I, i'm trying to forget him but i remember him yes is he still around i mean no haven't heard him in years no <laughs> al rantel what about him he's in la he's uh mincing up out in la and uh, the Phil Henry, he's also gone? He's in L.A. He's on KFI. Phil Henry's doing very well, making a lot of money in L.A. Alice Rantel is out there eking out a living. Yeah, Phil Henry was a very funny guy. Great, too. sensational. Hey, i got to tell you something. You okay. You better than, than Howard Stern, Don Imus. I can't understand why you don't have national exposure. Maybe because i got an agent. i got a lawyer who's like a busy worrying about marijuana, you know. <laughs> have a great day, pal. Thanks. See you. Great holiday. Two open lines. I gotta find Luke Christie. Okay, I don't have. I don't have time for this, Tom. Just work up with Luke This is almost like Luke Christie. I got it. Son of a bitch, I got it. God, am I a genius? 
you know something? I'm pretty goddamn smart in my own way. I don't know, like George knows a lot more about history and all kinds of stuff than I do. I mean, George is just a walking encyclopedia about a lot of things that really aren't very important when you come right down to it. No, I got it the other way around. I'm a walking encyclopedia about things that are totally unimportant. I take that back. No, seriously. I know more like minutia, like Rick Riley used to say to me, how do you know all about this sports stuff and all these statistics and from years ago? Because my mind is cluttered with crap. But I enjoy having my mind cluttered with crap. Well, I'll tell you another song that I love, which every now and then when we have no calls, which is half the time, I used to play this because it's long and they get really, oh, it's depressing and it's morbid and it was a medley of their hit. We never heard from them. Did we ever hear from the Walker Brothers again? No. I don't think so. Your son ain't going to shine anymore? Man. But anyway, getting back, a little bit later on, I got to, here we go. Oh, you know what I had to try to do, by the way? Now, let's see. No, seriously, let's try to play him at the same time. Boy, that I'm telling you, I'm getting sexual. So I better cut it out now before we have an accident. Squirt, squirt. On my blue Toronto Maple Leafs uh, garment here. Here's here's the call in Pompano. Hello. Good afternoon, Uncle Nate. Yes, sir. Go, go Leafs, go. Right. I How about those Maple Leafs last night? Oh, I love it. over the King. Oh, I'm going Sergei Berezin. I can't remember how long it's been since they've won like seven in a row at home in a building that's very, very tough for them to win in. Do you know that uh, last year on January 7th, that was when they got their 14th win. They're over a month ahead of schedule. Oh, they're the playing just year. incredible. I mean, I just love it. I enjoy it. Dimitri Skevich is God. Yes. I was going to suggest to you, since you're asking for the old parts to call today. Yes. Well, you know, Saturday you're going to be at Shells, right? Which is like a hop, skip, and a jump from Cemetery Village. We're going to invite him to join you. Tell that's right. Let's be... get the old farts in there, okay? Tell them it's going to be oily boys. We'll even give them a glass to soak their teeth in while they're waiting for their autograph. <laughs> have a good one, Neil. And back to you. Bye bye. Okay, we have an open line in Broward, two and Dade, five six seven, or is it the other way around? However, it works out five six seven oh five sixty and Palm five sixty on the mobile one line. Now I feel it was worthwhile coming in here today because I found Luke Christie. Oh. What else is on here? Is there any other little... Because uh, I also have that thing you're talking about. The best of. How about the best of the Walker Brothers? That's a, sh a small CD. Love that song. The sun ain't gonna shine anymore. God, that's when music was music. Not all this crap. Not all this hip-hop and rap garbage. And God, oh, garbage is the word. And by the way, speaking of, uh, speaking of uh, Aerosmith, that record... Now, what movie is that from? Some horrible movie. What is the movie that that song is from? Which song? The song that's number one all over the world now. All over the oh, world. The top 40 radio? You don't know? I can't. I'm, Jesus, am I stupid? I can't think of the name of it. Their song is like gigantic all over the world. Aerosmith. It's, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's from that outer space. What is that? Spa the space movie. The uh, That horrible, grotesque. Jesus, yesterday it was the Furbies, and today he don't know from Aerosmith. I can understand if I was talking about the Backdoor Boys or something. I'm talking Aerosmith. Armageddon. Huh? Armageddon is the song. Armageddon is the movie, and the name of the song is, uh, uh, Jesus. I can sing it. It's right on the tip of my thing. Aerosmith, baby. They did, no matter how, old, how much older. When they're 100, they're still going to be great, like in a couple of years. 21 before 1 at 560 WQAM. Your Get away from the ball, mother. 
last week, I did the craziest thing. I flew to Oakland to learn Ebonics. All right. And then I hit the street to go check out my style. And what happened was quite ironic. There was a black guy standing on the corner. I said to him, what's up? And your blood was going down. And looked at me as if I was some kind of freak. And you won't believe what he called me. Jigaboo, jigaboo. Now how do you like the jigaboo, jigaboo? Well, you don't like the jigaboo, jigaboo. The honky don't like the jigaboo, jigaboo, boo, boo. He said he bought a case for you. And he pulled out his gun. I said, is learning Ebonics 101. Then he aimed at me and said, here's lesson 102. As I lay there, I thought I was dying. Someone called the paramedics. <laughs> I presume. Then another dude said, man, you pathetic honky fool. Do the Ebonics again, it will be this and you. Jig-a-boom, jig-a-boom. Now how do you like to kick the boo, kick the boo, yes, you don't like to kick the boo, kick the boo, the honky don't like to kick the boo, kick the boo, 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 kick the boo, kick the boo, now how do you like to kick the boo, kick the boo, yes, you don't like to kick the boo, kick the boo, the honky don't like to kick the boo, kick the boo, boo, boo. Well, it's great to mind, you know, I wasn't going to mention this, but now that uh, I've played that, I was coming to work this morning, and, you know, when you get past the stadium there and you get to uh, Honey Hill Drive, 199th, whatever that is, and you make your left turn to come here toward 441, and that, that's a bad turn. There ought to be a light there because it's a bad turn because the traffic that's going, uh, which way would it be, east, you, you can't see it as you're going to make your left turn. They're coming around at 100 miles an hour, and you have to look both ways, and there's two left turn lanes. So there's a dark-complected guy in a very large car next to me, a young guy who's going to make a left turn there, and he's to my left because, like I said, there are two left-turn lanes. And the traffic coming uh, east is uh, there's no, nobody there, west, whatever. And he's, like, edging and edging, and obviously he just doesn't want to make the turn. And I don't want to pull out because I'm to his right, and I don't, can't see what the hell's coming. And I'm, I'm saying that I'm out loud in the car all alone. I'm saying, to my, uh, not to myself, I'm saying, come on, you dumb schvo, let's get going already. Now, that's a terrible thing to do. Just because the guy in the car is black, there's plenty of stupid white drivers. And I was, as I, after we made the turn, I'm thinking to myself, God, do black people do that too? Do they say, God, come on, you dumb cracker? They do that? Oh, and I feel better. Well, how do you know they do that? I would only guess. You're just assuming. Well, let's find out if black people do that when they get agitated with a nasty or uh, a white driver. They say, you stupid honky, what's wrong with you, you jackass? I mean, let's face it, as long as they can't hear what you're saying in the car, I mean, um, huh? Just keep the windows closed. So here's a uh, here's a message from a memo from Bluff Lindsay, our program director. A couple of new shows to start on QAM next week. Are we excited about this? No. On Tuesdays from six to eight, which is you know I, I don't want to even say it. Is this isn't this December? Last time I checked, Tuesdays from six to eight, baseball with Boo guy airs live from Shula State too. Starting next week. Now next Tuesday would be the eighth uh, of December. Huh? Last time I checked. No, you don't have to look at the calendar. I know. You're missing my point. Why are we doing a baseball show starting on the 8th of December? It'll feature guests and interviews from all of Major League Baseball and the Marlins and uh, kind of a hot stove look at baseball's offseason. It says, Boog's regular sports talk show continues from Shulis from 8 to 10 p.m., whatever that means. Sunday nights, wait till you hear this, from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. will carry via sports fan radio inside the NHL, hosted by John Davidson and Jeff 
Rimmer. With the exception of nights we'll carry Sunday night football games, this will then will start after the game in progress. In fact, I don't know. I can't believe we're going to be carrying that show because I asked Rimmer, how did those audition tapes go that you made with Davidson for that show? And he said, they stunk. Also, WQM is signed to carry the Micron PC Bowl featuring the Miami Hurricanes versus the uh, North Carolina State on December 29th from PP Park. And more bowls. We'll let you know about the rest of the bowls. Okay, lots of stuff going on here at 560. Maybe someday we might even have a button, a bumper sticker, a uh, something, a, na- a keychain. Open line at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's Miami Lakes. Hello. Rogers. What is it? Neil Rogers. Yes, with a phony voice with a sock in the mouth. Neil, let me tell you the reason that spurred on this call. I had a dream, not last night, the night before, or maybe an, I would say a nightmare. Yeah, dry or wet. Well, a nightmare well, must have been dry. It was dry. about you. Yeah. And um, the dream was was I was somehow. You ever have one of those dreams where you you have no control over what you're doing? It's like you, you can't you can't uh, control what's happening in the dream. You can't control what's happening in the dream. Yeah, like it, like the situation is just well, happening. Of course, most nightmares are like that. Naturally, they spin out of control. Yeah. Well, this is what this was like, and the dream was was that I was at your front door. I had somehow found your house. That does say like, sound like a nightmare already to me, yeah. Wherever it was uh, in uh, Plantation Acres, I don't know where you live, yeah. but I was at your front door no. and uh, knocking at your door, and you opened up the door, and you, you looked like you had just woken up like I had gotten you out of bed or something. Right. And I, I just said to you, well, hey, how, how's it going? You know, what's going on? And you flew into a rage. Yeah. And I think it was because I had watched you on Whammy. That is the first time I ever saw you on Whammy. That that does set people off. Once they see that show, they do uh, tend to lose it and have a lot of nightmares and hallucinate a lot. (laughs) Neil, um, I've been listening to you for years, and I've uh, since left Miami, and I live uh, in Texas now. And I, you know, catch you on the radio. But I'm the guy that sent you years ago the circumcision book. Remember that? Sure. Yeah. You did a whole show on that one. Okay, time. I'll see you at the door. Okay, thank you. Okay, we have, well, he, he thinks that's, uh, you know, I remember it and I appreciate it and we talked a lot about it. And uh, and believe me, sir, just as an addendum to your comment, I have, I've, I have firmly uh, made up my mind on this, okay? Firmly made up my mind, and that is the one great thing about America is circumcision. Oh! There you go. Nobody will ever, I mean, from an aesthetic standpoint, from a cleanliness standpoint, from a sexually appetizing standpoint, if I can use that expression, circumcision is the only way to go. Oh. Anybody like George who keeps trying to, you know, rationalize away his smegma and foreskin, I mean, you know, you, you got the uh, hand that you were dealt, that's all. Open line and date, 5670560, pound 560, you got the hand that you were felt with. Okay, where we're going here is the Coral Springs, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, airplane story. Okay. I'm kind of a schlepper. I travel for business a lot, but I get stuck in the back because you can't even use your gold miles to get upgraded because it's so full in the front. Right. I always you know, try to get an aisle blackout seat. dates like 98% of the year. Right. I get a middle seat, which I'm just going to kill somebody over because I refer the aisles. The guy in front of me puts his seat all the way back. I mm. can't breathe. You know how you said before? Right. You say, so I'm, I'm at the point, it's so uncomfortable, you can't sit. i got people on either side of me. I'm kind of feeling claustrophobic. I say to the guy, excuse me. I said, I realize you can, you know, want to climb your seat, but could you just put it up one or two notches? No. He goes, that was the polite thing. He went off into a rage. Really? to get real nasty. I said, okay, okay. Then he put it well, back. Why was he in a rage? What was, he, what was his You experience? know, I got the right to put my seat in oh, any way I want. And blah, 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 blah. 
So I said, okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. But I don't want to, you know, get have pull a gun on the plane or whatever. Right. right. Next thing, the woman next to me says, I got to get up. I say, okay. As she's, I'm trying to slide out. He won't put the seat up for her. I spill a, 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 a soda all over the guy. All right. Great. I thought I was going to get killed. Mm-hmm. He went absolutely out of his tree. Uh-huh. The students had to come down and settle him down and this and this and that. <laughs> Move me to the back of the plane to another seat because I thought the guy was going to wait for me when I got off the plane at the airport. Right. So I would not recommend telling anybody to move their seat, as you said before. No, I mean, you do, you, especially when you're, like, up there in the air, you're like a captive audience. In addition to which, if you've you got to fly for hours in that close proximity to somebody else, you don't want to have a lot of hostility. Yeah, you go back to the bathroom, you come out there to be like a psycho scene or something. Exactly. <laughs> One, you're talking about music, and I'll let you go. The Vogues, they're right up there with the Walker Brothers. Five o'clock world. You're the no, one. You're the one. The five o'clock world was. Uh, I could live without that. But okay, you were the, you're the one. Was great. Yeah, the Voogs. Okay, okay hey, don't do it again. Okay, bye. Okay. Yeah, you bastard. And I know that one of the reasons we're not hearing is because probably a lot of the people who do that crap with the seat on the plane are listening right now, and they don't want to admit that they're the inconsiderate, obnoxious bastards who like just cranking that seat all the way back and wind up uh, with the top of their seat right in your face, and you're stuffed in like a goddamn sardine for uh, two and a half hours, three hours, or God forbid a trip to Europe, seven or eight or nine hours. God forbid. Two open lines in Broward, one in Dade, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Mobile in North Miami, hello. Hello, Nelt. Yes. How are you, sir? Okay. Good. Um, I haven't called you in a while. I just got a couple of quick things. You mentioned Paul Winchell several months ago. Yeah. And my kids happen to love Pooh and Paul Winchell with the voice of Tigger. And you said you used to have him on there. Is he still, he's not still alive, is he? Sure. Is he really? As far as I know. Does he live down here or no? No, no, I used to have him on the phone. Oh, decent guy. Now, one of the things... Yeah, he, guess, he's an atheist who doesn't want to admit that he's an atheist, so he made up some silly religion and wrote I mean, it's an interesting book, but it's, uh, you know, why, why do you have to cover it up and not just say you're an atheist and you could write a real short book? Right, right. The other, the other thing I have a question, I got into an argument, but since you're the music man, Sam, uh, was it Sam Perkins, who did Blue Suede Shoes originally? Carl Perkins. Well, Perkins, Sam Perkins. Carl whatever. Perkins. He's dead. All right. He's I dead. know. I know. He's dead. Yeah. Um, Presley re-recorded that album 30 days after he wrote it. On Sun Records. Right. How did he get away with that? I guess they didn't have rules. Well, what, do, what do you mean by that? Anybody can record a song. I mean, was it, it, I mean, it's, uh, Sonny James had a big hit with Young Love, and then Tab Hunter, who couldn't sing his way out of a paper bag, he also recorded it and actually had a hit on it. And uh, that, that, they, that used to happen. I don't. I guess it doesn't happen much anymore. But it used to happen a lot back in the olden days when uh, you know people would record the same song within a very short period of time, and sometimes somebody'd have a big hit. Sometimes they'd both have a big hit. Elvis stayed. I mean, uh, Perkins stayed on the chart much longer than uh, than Presley did. Yeah. Uh, I, well, guess what? They got one thing in common. They're both dead. They're both dead. There you go. Oh. Okay, pal. Take care. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh-huh. yeah, so is Paul Winchell, according to some caller. Oh, no. About ten years ago. No, not ten years ago. Well, that's what the guy said. Well, I had him on INZ. We had uh, several shows we did together on the phone. <clears throat> and that would have been about, what, like, oh, about 11 or 12 years ago. Paul Winchell is dead? Lung cancer. Oh, and you want to know why he got lung cancer? He used to smoke up a storm. He was a big smoker. See, that's a shame. He was a pretty good guy. Although, I guess Jerry Mahoney's probably still around. We have an open line in Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line, 1256 at QAM. 
The Neil Rogers Show, now on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, boy. It's the one to two hour. Saddam Hussein's a motherfucker. All right. Saddam Hussein's a motherfucker. Saddam Hussein's a motherfucker. Saddam Hussein's a motherfucker. Iraq's a crappy little country. Smells like the mustache on his face. Just get rid of that. You're a drinking chubby and blow up the whole goddamn place. Saddam Hussein's a motherfucker. 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 Thank God for Ray Perry reminding me I got Alzheimer's disease. I did the wrong spot before a little while ago, and that's a shame. I'm, I'll straighten it up. Thank God that everybody else, some, a few people around here are on their toes. That's good, because we're sure not. 102 at 560 WQM. We have an open line in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Hank Goldberg from Shula Stake 2 today. I noticed the Hank Goldberg show is like starting to move Shula Stake 2 now three days this week, and one at uh, Sporting Brews, and like uh, Flag the Dog Track. Nice going there, Humper. He's making damn sure that during the uh, final days in that horrible studio over there that he don't have to spend one second more than he's got to in there. And then at 6 o'clock, we got the booster tonight. 8 o'clock, we got one of the worst Thursday night football games in the history of mankind. I don't want to mention Philly and uh, the Rams. Oh, God. Here's uh, Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Great. Hey, I figured out why they're having that show now with Boog and everything like that. Yeah. They're starting the pregame show for the Marlins. First game. Or, so, hey, an excellent point. That Maybe that's one way we can make some of that money back to like the million dollars we lost last year on the Marlins, and yeah. I think it was more than that. I think that's what Gregory's trying to get, you know, figure out the money that he's going to, that $25 million that he was talking about before. Right, that's right. The truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is. If you only knew. Uh, but um, I figured out, uh, you were ta- I told, uh, did George tell you what the name of the song was that you were talking about earlier with Aerosmith? Yes, but I forgot already. Oh, it's, uh, I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to miss a thing. See, if I forgot it before, I'm going to forget it now. I have no idea why I forgot it, because Aerosmith is uh, next to God to me. But we well, you know what? You know, people think that song is annoying, but it's not nearly as annoying as that movie, that one from uh, the movie City of Angels. Do you remember? The one with the Goo Goo Dolls? No. You don't know that song? No. Okay. Well, why, know, why do people think that song is annoying? What's annoying about it? Oh, no, it just, you know, he just keeps wailing on and on and on. Well, that's what's great about Stevie Tyler is he's wailing on it. Yeah, he's okay, though. But, uh, what was that? What he never stole a freight train, I'll tell you that. But, um, well, you know what was great? I, I heard that one that you guys did with Neil, uh, Neil God, one, uh, that one you did, I think it was on the best of 95. Right. That was phenomenal. Is there any way you could play that by chance? Yes, sir. Okay, great. You asked and you got it. You're a great American. Okay, have a great life. Bye. Hey, by the way, speaking of you, Axe, have you seen that the OJ is uh, dating a lookalike, Nicole lookalike? Have you seen that? You better get with it, mister. You better start reading the important uh, publications like the Tatler and the Star and the Inquirer. I'm serious. And the Sun. He's dating this blonde uh, bimbo, of white, of course. So I guess that she's blonde. I figure she's white. Uh, who looks just like Nicole. It's kind of like a guiding light thing. It's like the clone of Reva. Here we go. OJ, he'd be having a clone of Nicole. What the hell is that all about? Murdering son of a bitch. We have an open line of date, 5670560, pound 560. At least we can all kiss the ground and thank the Lord. We can thank... Oh, God. That's right, for the fact that the overwhelming majority of Americans, they don't want nothing to do with that murdering son of a bitch, and they know him for exactly what he is. Nobody wants nothing to do with old OJ no more.
In fact, if I, if I were O.J. McDuffie, I'd probably change the name if I were him right now, but far be it for me to tell any of those shows. Here's a mobile in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. I lived in uh, Vegas for 15 years. Really? I go, yeah, I used to go to all the shows out there because we go for nothing. And you know, when you work in the casinos, you always get comps for all the showrooms. But uh, I saw uh, Lou Christie out there, and he was great. But I'm going to tell you something. I saw a show at the Sahara Hotel one night. Right. Uh, it was Blood, Sweat, and Tears when David Clayton Thomas made his uh, right. big comeback. Right. The opening act was Johnny Rivers. And, oh, I love Johnny oh, Rivers. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you love. something. He did 45 minutes of just hit after hit after hit. And when uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears came back on, uh, they would just boo. They wanted Johnny Rivers back. Really? <laughs> oh, unbelievable. They yeah, came I, up I would agree. The, I sure like Johnny Rivers more than David Clayton Thomas. No question about that. I mean, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, they had Spin and Wheel and uh, Spin and Wheel and uh, Spin and Wheel. And that was pretty <laughs> yeah. much it. Yeah. Uh, they came up with a new class of music now. It's kind of a cross between uh, country and rap. It's called crap. Yeah. yeah. I hear a lot of it. I'm out of material. Okay. Have a great day. <laughs> Oh, God. We have an open line at day one in Broward. He's right on target, baby. Because make no mistake about it, 98% of the music here, especially on FM in this market, crap. that's right. We can kiss the ground for that, that we got so many bad, bad music stations in South Florida, as in all of them, who play nonstop, round the clock. Crap. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on our AT&T wireless line. Here's Hialeah. Hello. Hey, Neil. How's it going? Okay, sir. Hey, what's going on? You got some of the Florida Panthers that are working for you? You missed the spot. They're not on their toes. What's that? Sounds like the Panthers D or something working yeah, for you. Yeah, we got you. Terry Murray is running the joint now. We got oh. the uh, Murray brothers. That's horrible. That's horrible. Robbie Niedermeyer, special Ed Jovanovsky. Huh? That's why they call him <laughs> special Ed. I love it. How, how beautiful, huh? What is he, a minus 96? <laughs> you know? He's dumb is what he is. Dumb. A dummy. It's just flat-out horrible. Oh, he did make a nice play last night. He saved the goal. Did you see that one he blocked in oh. the crease last night? Yeah, after he let in the, the other two, though. Right, well, nobody's well, perfect. I guess you get, you get married, you have a kid, and, you know, that's well, not, it. Not, not in that order. It was the other way around. Let's oh, get it right. Okay, yeah, you, you, have a you kid, stop hitting, get married. you know. You stop hitting. You save the spanking for the wife when she's nagging you, huh? Uh-huh. Oh, that's just terrible. You know what that is, don't you? That's the American fucking way. And the Canadian way, too, evidently, in his case. The Canadian way. And you got Peter Worrell out there. So we'd be better off with OJ there, speaking of OJ. We're getting his ass next. And at least he'll cut somebody, you know, not just hit him. Right. Okay, pal. (laughs) Thanks for the good news. Special Ed is doing it. Okay, two open lines in day two in Broward, 5670560. Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line, 108 here on QAM. Yank it, baby. WIOD. Oh, Neil. God. Oh, Oh, God. More power than El Presidente, man. I'm the most powerful goddamn man in the world. Yes, I am. Oh, God. More power than El Presidente, man. I'm the most powerful goddamn man in the world. Absolutely correct. Burgers are made out of people. Not people. Get that taste and smell out of your system. While 86% of newborn boys in this country are circumcised, the procedure is widely performed without any sort of anesthesia. I have no preview. I'm dying over here. Boy. I will 
not patronize Blockbuster or any other company that perpetuates this kind of behavior. You jackass! You me again. He's an agent provocateur. You don't have a bone spot. He knows that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. Father O'Toole. God.
117 at 560 WQM. I've just figured out in my mind that's number three on the all-time list. Number two, of course, Pretty Little Angel Eyes by Curtis Lee. And number one, Crying by Aerosmith, which we decided months ago on this year. There you go. There's the top three. What are you, what are you, what are you smiling about? Nothing wrong with that. Are you familiar with Pretty Little Angel Eyes by Curtis Lee? And the answer better be... Yes! Of course. What a great record that is, huh? Curtis Lee, another one-hit wonder. Man, oh man, what a great song that is. And do you know that he was white? Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Curtis Lee, he'd be white. Or was that? Curtis Lee, dead or alive. Come on, all you experts out there. White. Sounding black. Let's talk about all the white artists who sounded black. How about all the black artists who sounded white? I guess we can do that real quick. We have an open line at Broward, two of them, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I feel rejuvenated now after hearing lightning strikes by Luke Christie. God, I feel like somebody just woke me up from a long nap. Here's a mobile in Delray Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Great. I just wanted to call and thank you. I've been on the Atkins now since just after Labor Day, and I'm losing weight. I lost about 25 pounds. I went off it the last two weeks, and I started to feel bad again. You know, all the carbs and the and the starch is just really, you know, you start feeling bad. So I've been back on for four days now, and I'm starting to feel better again. Now, have you? did you hear me talking about this Tyson seasoned beef strips? Yeah, I sure did. I'm, I'm going to tell you, because you know as well as I do, that the Atkins diet, the biggest problem is it's boring. It's repetitive. It's restrictive. And every time you look in the store for something to nibble on, something to nausea, it's just loaded with carbohydrates. And I picked up this package uh, in Winn-Dixie a couple days ago, and I look on the label, one gram of carbs per serving, three servings a container. So the three carbs in a whole package, which is nine ounces, and it is delicious. It's great. I'm going to definitely have to try it. I was writing it down earlier when you were talking about it. I'm in the car, so I was I writing I just wish the hell I knew where I could find some, because I know I'm going to go back to that store today, and it'll be, it'll be long gone. Where did you find some the first time, Publix? Oh, no, my Publix doesn't carry this. They carry the Tyson chicken strips, but they're not even in the same league. No. This stuff is great. Well, I'll definitely have to try it. And I just wanted to thank you, Neil. You definitely keep me going during the day between 10 and 2. Okay, keep it up. All right, thank you. And the diet, too. Okay, we have an open line of Brian. I mean, you people out there, have I done a lot for you over the years? No. Well, of course not. But, I mean, at least I show up here every day. But it would seem to me that because I turn you on to Ben & Jerry's, to fish food, all this good stuff, Boca Burgers, just one time, just this one time, I would like to find out where I can get my Tyson seasoned beef strips because this to me, when I discovered this, I thought, Jesus, God Almighty, I've just discovered the answer to all my Atkins problems. Here's something to like uh, really satisfy, you know, because uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, there's not that much like uh, when you're in a car, you're, what are you going to have, Slim Jims? How many goddamn Slim Jims can you stuck, you know, maybe you can stick one in your rectum and one in your puss at the same time. But those things get a really tired and old. This stuff is juicy and tasty, and there's all kinds of stuff you can do with it. Like, uh, if you like. Oh, seriously, you can put cheese on it and put it in the microwave, or you can uh, put vegetables with it, whatever you like. Great stuff. Tyson seasoned beef strips. I'm going to make this bigger than all the other stuff put together, if we can only find where to get it. Here's North Miami. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, I'm going to a college right now, and I have a professor that talks about you all the time. I was wondering if you actually knew him personally. And what's his name? Seth Bramson. Never heard of him. Really? Because, I mean, this is the second year I've had him, and he talks about you constantly. Well, it sounds like he's obsessed. He pretty much is. It's Great. Excellent. Excellent. But, um, okay, well, listen to whatever he says. He sounds like a genius to me. Right? Oh! Okay, we have an open line of day. Neil is, make no mistake about it. Neil, God. That's right, you hear it on this show. We turn you on to the good stuff, okay? Let all the experts out there worry about Monica and the stain on the dress and the Constitution and all this other BS, okay? 
and Jesus and Moses and the Buddha and Joseph Smith, all those other bubble mices. Let those people worry about that stuff. We worry about the good stuff, like goddamn fish food, and then when you've had enough fish food to make you fat as a pig, which, believe me, then you move over to Tyson seasoned beef strips. Oh, man. I'm dying for it. I want it bad right now, and the beef strips, too. I want my meat. Where are we going? Here's... Okay, two open lines in date. Five, six, seven. Oh, what was that? Some kind of a spick? That was some kind of a spick, but not a uh, spick joke. Oh. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, and pound five, sixty on the AT&T wireless. Evidently a tired old joke, so old that even I'm not old enough to remember it. Here's uh, North Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I found the uh, Tyson meat in uh, Hyde Park. Hyde Park? Hyde Park markets. Where the there hell are not is that? so many of them. I, I never even heard of it. Uh, there's one on the 79th Street Causeway. Oh, I'm not going all the way down there. I love no, that. No, there's stuff. one in, uh, there's one on US 1, uh, US between 1. Hollywood Boulevard and Sher uh, not Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Boulevard and Pembroke. But yeah. They have them. Uh, what I wanted to do is, I, I, I'm a big fan of yours and I've listened to you for years. And, uh, I was listening yesterday and I heard some, somebody was going to send you a copy of uh, an article about Phil and a harassment suit. Right. I was wondering if I could get a copy of that. I don't have it. They never sent it. Well, when you get it, is there a possibility of me getting a copy from you? No. How are you going to do that? How am I, what am I, we're going to start faxing them out now? <laughs> I'll, I'll read it on the air. Okay, great. Fantastic. Okay. Thanks a lot. See ya. Okay, we have an open line and uh, two open lines in date. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Hyde Park. What is Hyde Park? I never heard of that. Did you? The supermarket? Yeah. I mean, I know where Hyde Park is, but he's talking about the supermarket chain. I never heard around. of it. Around where? South. Not by me. We had one across the street from the old radio station. That, that's the one he was... Oh, that place. That place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went in there a couple of times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, what was the What was the chain that that used to be? Oh, it was Grand Union. Remember Grand Union? Oh, God. Long gone. years ago. Yeah. Back when I lived in Kendall over there in the town gate. Grand Union was right across the street on the corner of Sunset and uh, whatever, 107. What? Grand Union. That's hey, listen, I got a good memory. How about the A&P? Want to go to the A&P? How about uh, Wegmans? Oh, no, that's not down here, I'm sorry. How about Piggly Wiggly? How about Ralph's? Yeah, we just, you know, out by me. I, lo I love my, uh, oh, and speaking of my public sawgrass, I had made a note to ask this question, okay? This is bothering me tremendously, because we were talking the other day about how boring it is here and how the number two tourist attraction in the whole state is the Sawgrass Mills Outlet Mall. I would like to know, because I know that most of the people who go there are not listening to the show, because most of them don't speak English, and most of them are illegal aliens anyway. But what, what is the attraction? Is it haagen No. I mean, you can buy that watery ice cream any uh, gas station you can buy haagen -Dazs. Is that the attraction? No. Is it, uh, what, what is it? The Sunglass Hut? No. I mean, what, what kind of stores, what kind of magnet, maggot, what, what is the, seriously, stop and think about that. Because anytime you try to get near that place, you've got to park five million miles away. You walk and you walk by the yellow toucan or the purple penguin or whichever entrance it is. And you finally get in there and you look around and it's, uh... Is there anything in there of a, uh, worthwhile? No. I haven't seen it. There must be an orgy place in there somewhere in the back. I don't know where the hell it is, but, uh, God, there's got to be something spectacular going on in there because I haven't discovered it yet. Number two tourist attraction in the whole state. It's right by my house. I watched them build the goddamn thing from the ground up. 
And I would say that since they opened, I've been in there maybe, how many years ago is that? That's got to be like seven years ago. I've been in there maybe uh, 15 times, an average of twice a year. Maybe that's an exaggeration, maybe 10 times. What is the attraction at the Sawgrass inquiring minds want to know? Anybody know? No. I got you down. So you're a freaky chick with lots of piercings. And you like to wear leather pants, too. And, of course, you like to dye your hair a lot of different funky colors. Until recently. You see, all that dyeing you did rotted your roots. And now you're sporting that I'm a rebel bald look. But since we know you like to dye your hair so much, we've developed an all-new hair dye for you. It's called crotch coloring. Sure, not everybody will see your new dye job. But for those lucky few, they're in for a real treat. With all new colors like crabs red. I just blue, and now it's your turn, and of course, everyone's favorite, eat your greens. Crotch colorings, using good taste. Okay, 130 at 560 WQM. We thank profusely not those people that are calling George, all 50,000 of them, off the air, telling him that, you know, I can find my Tyson seasoned uh, beef strips in like the freezer compartment. I know what part of the store to find them in. I'd like to find out which store's got it. I know where to look for it, okay? And the meat, too. What a bunch of. Crap. Jesus. Tell them to look in the frozen the food section. We have an open line in Dave, 5670560. I'm telling you, I was in that Publix last night. I'm looking, I'm scouring. Every kind of Tyson chicken Kiev, chicken this, chicken cordon bleu, chicken crap. I mean, and uh, did they have the beef strips? No. Come on, get with it, all my buddies out there at Publix at the Sawgrass for quite a lot. I always depend on them. They have everything you could ever want and then some. But do they have my, t- my Tyson Season beef strips? No. Get with it. Order me 20 or 30 cases. Come on. I'll even pay for them. Well, here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I find myself being very pompous. Yeah, no kidding. Sounds like it. Um, I'm just so what does that mean? I'm full of myself. Now, great. Okay. Go uh, go take a good... Uh, <clears throat> it'll get rid of some of it. Okay, we have an open line at Broward, 567. He said he was full of <laughs> and we believe him, okay? As in... Crap. Okay, where are we going? Here's a call from Boca. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, he was great. I don't know if I could be as pompous as that guy, but... He uh, said he was full of crap. and we believe it. He sounded like it. I'll certainly try. Um, he sounded like Dick Fatherly. <laughs> or some other Dick. Um, could you read me that memo that uh, with Duff's new programming changes there? That, no. Uh, those scintillating... Oh, you uh, think I, I saved that thing? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Rimmer and uh, John Davidson at 11 o'clock on Sunday night. Yeah. Well, that's prime time, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's the time that they belong on the air, like real late. You know, pa 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 I heard the audition tapes for that show. They oh, no. Stunk. Yeah. <laughs> Did Rimmer get a word in edgewise? No. <laughs> Rimmer's rumors. I can't wait for that part of it. Yeah. On and I'm going to tell you, by the way, the guy that called yesterday, the Ranger fan that was giving me a song and a dance about watching the Ranger games, you know, Sam Rosen's okay. I'm not a big Sam Rosen fan. He's okay. But quite frankly, he doesn't do the game anyway. John Davidson never takes a breath. He he has a running dialogue that goes from before the game starts to long after the game is over. Ba, 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 ba. And Sam Rosen might as well not even be there because uh, he doesn't give him a chance to get forwards and edgewise. John Davidson, you know, he's a real insider. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's with the team there. And, you know? And you'll discover that 99% of his information is a pile of crap. He's That's in the, right. He's in the room. Yeah. Um, and another thing. And he, you ought to be in the weight room a little bit, get some of that extra fl- uh, flab off of there. Um, any top five music list yeah. isn't complete. I keep on yeah. Without 311 in it. Oh, okay. Okay, George. thanks. How much did George pay to say that? Get out of here with that crap. 
I'd rather go to 7-Eleven than 3-Eleven. We have an open line in day two in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Have we discovered one store yet that's carrying my Tyson? Uh, no. No, they're telling me, oh, look at the frozen food department. Oh, no, Publix, I was... But you what? Know, they're all saying Publix here and there, but... Publix where? Delray, one guy. Oh, I'm going to Delray Beach to get my meat. There you go. You can't beat the meat in Delray Beach. It's against the law. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. We pay for it on the AT and T wireless line. Just one time, I ask the audience for some information. I'm always disseminating the good information about where to find the good stuff. One time, and do I get an answer? No. Do I get a definitive answer? No. And I'll tell you why. Because uh, they heard me talking about how great it is, and they want to hop it all up for themselves. Is what they want to do. They don't want to share. They're selfish. They want it all for themselves, which is what I had in mind. Where are we going? Here's uh, North Miami. Hello. Neil, how's it going today? Okay, sir. Listen, you got your top three songs. I think I got a song number four for you that you might have forgot about. I knew you used to be one of your favorites. How about See a Heartbreak, Don Gibson? Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's a good one. That's in the top 25. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, another thing I was going to tell you, you was talking about Hyde Park. Those used to be Pantry Pride. Pantry Pride, that's what it was. Boy, those yes, old Pantry know... Pride stores, they sure were filthy, weren't they? Oh, God. Wow. And, and kind of high price, too. Yeah. But, you know... The reason I know about Grand Union, my dad was a meat cutter for like 25 years at Grand Union until he finally retired. They just closed up down here. They still have a lot of stores in New York and New Jersey. Well, in fact, that's where their main office is. I think Paramus. That's where he gets his Paramus. Oh, my God. Yeah. No wonder they got out of here. Yeah, really. Oh, you know, uh, you was talking about Lou Christie. I like him. You know who used to rip him all the time? But what does he know? Greg Budell used to rip Luke. Yeah, well, how do you like that? Look what happened to Greg Budell now, okay? He's waiting tables at some flea bag restaurant in Hollywood at the Sterling Country Kitchen or somewhere, and uh, he had the audacity to rip Luke, uh, Luke Christie. That, that shows uh, what goes around comes around, man. Exactly. All right, have a good one. Thanks Tom. for the good news. No wonder uh, Greg had so many problems, okay? The audacity to rip Luke Christie. Greg Budell. Oh, this guy's going to be started. Let's put Phil the Bugman on there with his uh, Greg Budell stories. We have an open line in Broward, one in Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Do we have an answer yet for me on my uh, meat? A real answer? No. Do we? Uh, no. What is it? Uh, no. 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 I can't believe you people. I ask you one very simple question. I ask for a little assistance. Little help, something that's great, delicious, melt in your mouth, juicy, not like anything else you've ever prepared in the microwave. I mean, just melt in your mouth, delicious. Got plenty of nice spices on it, got some taste to it. And like I said, they know where to find it. They're just all out there hopping it up right now. I'll never find another box of that if I live to be 500. Plantation, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay. Hey, giving them hell? I'm giving them hell. Oh, yeah. This is Tim Sims. And that's where most of them are going to wind up anyway. It's yeah, hell? there you go. One way or the other. Yeah. Uh, this is Tim Sims. I sent you that parody. Okay, I haven't got to it yet, Tim, but don't call me every day. I'll let you know when I hear it, okay? Call me yesterday, ask me the same thing. I'll get around to it, okay, Tim? And the fact that you're calling me every day and asking me did I get around to it, the answer is no. I got it right here, as a matter of fact. I was preparing to listen to it tomorrow morning, but the fact that you're calling me every single day and asking me that question, Tim, we're going to have a lot of very short phone calls. Can you believe that? I told him I would get to it. I, I'm not meaning like right this minute. I've got important stuff to do, Tim. i got to go out there and scour every supermarket in South Florida and check for my Tyson seasoned beef strips, which I'm sure they probably got lines, lines of four, five, six hundred people at every supermarket in this town now looking for it. And the meat, too. 
Come on, Tim. Cut, cut me a little uh, slack there, will you, please? Give me a break. Cut me a little. That's enough. 22 before 2 at 560 WQAM. Where's my meat? Oh! I can't take too much butter. It shoots right out my ass. Pepper and paprika. Blew me to the can. I can't take too much butter, I can't take it at all, my ass burns from Olestra, and especially Sorbitol. I can't take too much butter. It goes through me too fast. Every time I eat it, I have to change my pants. You turd. I can't take too much 143 and 560 WQAM. We're rolling along singing a song and uh, that Luke Christie, man, that just kind of perked up my whole day. I'm ready to go out for hours now and search for it and the uh, Tyson's meat, too. Here's a lady in uh, Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Neil, I first of all love you. Been listening to you for 20 years, and you're the greatest. Of course. And I just came back from Cooper City on Griffin and Palm Avenue. Right. In Albertsons. Albertsons. Yeah. And lo and behold, is what you're talking about in the in the uh, frozen food on the very top in the corner is is just what you're wanting. Oh, thank God. And I just came in from there and I got one too because I heard you talking about it. I'm rushing to Albertsons as soon as the show is over. Great. You're wonderful, Neil. Thanks a million. Bye. Bye bye. How do you like that? Albertsons. I never thought about them. I mean, Albertsons is fine. They're open 24 hours, most of them, right? So now I, what I'll probably do is sneak in there about 2 o'clock in the morning and then just load up a whole cart with this stuff. Just load up tons and tons. I'm telling you, if it wasn't really spectacularly, uh, surprisingly, shockingly good, I wouldn't even waste my time talking about it. But I better start reverse psychology now because now that they know it's in Albertsons, all, like I said, I think it sucks. You know, it's not really all that good. I think I overplayed my hand. Here's uh, North Miami. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay. You prompted me to call that Lou Christie song. With the drop-ins, I thought I was going to wet myself. Yeah, I that did. That was hysterical. Uh, the guy who called in and said he was full of himself, I think he was doing an Alan Burke impression. Oh, is that what it was? I guess. And the weather reason why I called was the uh, pantry pride across the street there. You were talking about how dirty they were and how they went out. I worked for them for 18 years. When I used to work across the street, I used to send some stuff over once in a while for you. The, the biggest problem with that company, when I started with them back in the early 70s, uh, 600 stores. And they yeah. drove themselves out of supervisor after super. Everybody was a boss. Really? And they all made. Well, kind of like around here. Yeah, but the problem is the people who actually did the work. They hired very few people to actually do the work, and a lot of supervision. And they drove uh, freelanders that owned the uh, Diplomat Hotel up there in Hollandale, right. who owned them originally. Yeah. And they drove themselves out of business. Hmm. And there used to be food fair before that. Right, food fair. Now yeah. we're bringing back food the food fair was the original. Food fair and, and uh, pride. Right. And then they turned into that gourmet food store you mentioned it a couple of years ago. I forget the name of it, like a guy's name, O'Hare's or some baloney. Francis O'Hare, yeah. Whatever. And then now it's Hyde Park. Uh huh. 
And uh, I, I, that, that, I love that Lou Christie song, but that was the funniest thing I ever heard. And in closing, that's Mr. Buck to you, dummy. Yeah. It's worth calling to listen to George talk about what he was doing with his girlfriend in the bedroom. All right. I enjoyed it. Okay. Thanks, Neil. See ya. Okay, we have an open line in uh, date. All three in Broward dried up, and the reason for that is all of Broward is out there scouring the supermarkets now, you bastards, trying to steal my meat. Come on, leave my meat, leave a little meat for me, will you please? That's what I always say. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Albertsons. I, 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 why is that? It's just one of those places that never comes to mind. There's an Albertsons right. In fact, they're all over the place. There's the one on University in Davie. There. There's one. Uh, isn't there one on Oakland Park Boulevard? Like, uh, yeah, there's one over there by the public. Did you already say the one in Pembroke Pines. I'm not going to Pembroke Pines to buy meat. You'll be okay? on your way there on Saturday. Today is Thursday, mister. I'm going to wait until Saturday. In addition to which, I'm going to... How about if I just take it to the hockey game, okay? I'll just thaw it out in my lap. What are you doing with that meat in your lap? Oh, I'm just thawing it out. What the hell is wrong with you? i got to rush from that appearance. Maybe we'll just uh, say when we go to the shelves, hey, you must have an oven there in the back. Just heat this up for us. Heat up my meat. That's an idea. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, buddy? Great. I found a place for uh, your little Tyson strips there. Really? Yeah. Costco, Miami Lakes. Costco in Costco. Miami Lakes. Yeah. I'm not going to Miami Lakes to buy meat. It's not that far. Miami Lakes. Miami Lakes, right off the Palmetto, right off the uh, Hell Highway there. Right off the Palmetto. Do you have any idea where I live? I live in the West Broward. Well, it's not that far from the station. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, we got you know we do have a Winn Dixie up here, a very dark complected neighborhood on the way up toward the Turnpike. Oh, you don't want to go there. No, I don't. You're right. No, okay, quite, thanks. Thanks a lot. These people have got me going to, let's see, where am I going? I'm going to uh, Miami Lakes. I'm going to the 79th Street Causeway to Hyde Park. How about, like, somewhere in, uh, like, West Broward would be good. I mean, we got 50 million. We got that huge Win Dixie on Nob Hill Road. We got 55 Publix on every street corner. We got the, uh, well, she straightened me out with Albertsons. They must carry it. See, that's a frustrating thing about shopping for anything. As you go into a supermarket, you find something you really like, and then you find out that a lot of other stores don't carry it. What, you got something? Dixie across from Pompano Park has it. Yeah, and? And what am I going to do? Buy it on the way up to the track Monday night? I'll go up uh, to the track, and I'll buy a whole bunch of it, and then I'll give it in the kitchen and say, hey, heat this up for me, okay, please, because at least I know this will be good. Oh, I'm sorry. Pompano Park. There you go. I'm driving up to Miami Lakes. Then I'm going to Pompano Park. Then I'm Delray Beach we got. They got it up there in Delray Beach. Jacksonville, they got a ton of uh, meat up there. God, am I going to be a busy camper before this week is out, huh? I may have to take a few days off just to go on a little uh, shopping trip. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. We got an open line in Broward, Dade County, not playing right now. They're all dead. Coming minutes till two at five sixty WQA. Where do you find Ed Kaplan? Right where you got it. Boy. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Hey, Neil. Fuck you. KTEL presents over 748 of the greatest songs of love, especially for the lady in your life by Jerry Lewis. Lady. 
When I'm with you, I'm crazy. Yeah. So many love songs for your lady, all interpreted by the love meister himself, and the inimitable superstar entertainer, Jerry Lewis. And you'll get your favorite lady love song. Lady, 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 lady across my big grass. It's an amazing compendium of 748 love songs for your lady, all digitally remastered and all performed by the masterful superstar, Jerry Lewis. Hi, this is Jerry, inviting you to join me on KTEL Records. And we pay a very special musical tribute to the lady. You'll get this Aerosmith classic. Hey, hey, dude looks like a lady. Hey, hey, dude looks like a lady. It's Jerry. It's a little old lady with a pair of tweezers. And Helen Ruddy's hit never sounded better. That ain't no way to treat a lady. No way to treat your lady. And listen to Jerry's amazing interpretation of this super hit from the King of Pop. You are the lady with my wife today. The lady. You 